Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Um, Salam for on the record. This is uh, Cedric Ben Israel. And welcome to Thursday night's uh, fellowship line. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time. And um, I'm not going to do a roll call. Um, I'm just going to make a quick announcement. Uh, we will not be having real estate classes tonight. Um, there was uh, a, a situation Brother Priest had to basically attend to one of his loved ones, his mother-in-law, is she had to be rushed to the hospital, and it is a life-or-death situation, and he had to take immediate action. And um, we need to send our uh, prayers out to this brother and his family because you can really feel, you know, you can you can feel that they're really going through something. So we need to basically, you know, send our prayers out to this brother and let him know that, you know, we're here for him, you know, if we, you know, if he needs us to be here. But um, in the meantime, we will not be having classes tonight. You know, those who wish to stay on fellowship line, um, I myself are included, you know, you may choose to do so, but we will not be having real estate classes tonight. Um, But other than that, um, I guess we can basically... Uh, we can basically have fellowship. So who's joining us for fellowship uh, tonight? One on the record, this is Ak Patrice, Tribe of Levi, Boston Mass. Shalom. Shalom, brother. How are you feeling? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm good, brother. Um, I can't complain. I've, uh, I've been pretty much... Um, trying to keep up with the news lately. Um, before I go into that, is there anybody else that's joining us this evening? Shalom. I'm Eric. I'll be joining for a little while. That's fine, brother. How are you doing over there, brother? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? We're good, man. We're good. We're hanging in there. Anybody else? Going on the record, this is Brother Matthew, tribe of Judah. Shalom. Shalom, brother. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I just recently had a death in the family also. Uh, we're having burial tomorrow. Oh, man. Well, our prayers and our condolences go out to you, brother. Our condolences. Yes. Um. Oh, Um. well, while, while you're here, brother, Um. did you get a, a message from me? Did you all receive a message in your inbox in the university? Or were yes. you able to check it? Okay. I received well, it. I received okay. it, and I also yes. sent it back, but I didn't do it in the proper manner, so it didn't go back through uh, the university. So uh, what I can do after class 
is uh, rescinded through the class. Because what I did, I, I sent it regular email because it came to my regular email, so I figured it was just regular email. It went to my Gmail, and so oh. uh, I sent it back through there, but uh, I checked it like, actually it was yesterday, I believe, and it okay. showed uh, once I looked inside of it that it didn't send, but I thought it sinned, but it was saying it had some clause at the bottom where I had to go through uh, the university to uh Get get it to you. Okay. Um. Well, you know, because I because I understand you. You know, you're going through. You got enough on your plate, and um, just whenever you can, you know, you can get back to me, brother. That'll be perfectly fine. All right. Anytime I can do that. Yes, sir. Um. Is there anyone else joining? Um. Joining us for fellowship. Okay. Well, for on the record, Ima Yalu Savatuda. I sent out my condolences to uh, Matthews, and uh, also my prayers go out to Brother Priest and his loved ones. Uh, you know, it will be definitely all right. And with that, I yes, yes, indeed. How are you feeling tonight, Ima? I, I, I'm, you know, I'm above water. <laughs> and you, and you Praise the Lord. <laughs> I feel that. Yes, ma'am. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, so I did mention um, a few minutes ago, I've been trying to keep up with the news because it's been really crazy. Um, of course, you guys have probably been seeing on CNN that, uh, yet again, there was another shooting in St. Louis, Missouri, um, and Ferguson, uh, Missouri, that is. And, um, this time it wasn't a it wasn't a well it wasn't um one of you know our family members it was basically one of the public officers but actually it was two public officers one got shot in the face and the other got shot in his shoulder and um it's been really crazy because you have to deal with you, you, when they're when they're publishing this on the news and they're publishing this on the social media, you start to see a whole lot of like backlash. But what I started seeing, and I started noticing that the backlash did not necessarily go to the person who was actually you know who shot the officers. It went exactly to the so-called black community. Like it was like everybody was just, oh well, why don't you just put a, a KFC in the neighborhood and put a police officer, put all the black police officers in the uh, in the police department, and maybe all the crime will stop, or they'll just get you know they'll get over it and all this other different stuff, or uh, take all the police officers out of Ferguson and let's see how many black people kill off all each other. And it was just it would go on and on and on for days, and I was just like, well, wait a minute, like. So is this, like, what's going on, you know? <laughs> like, what is all this about? Because from what I can understand, it was two police officers that got shot, and, and, and from what I can understand, no one knows who did it, you know? So it's just, there's this, it, it, I guess it shouldn't be anything new because you, cause we're pretty much familiar with how the media works. They love race baiting. So... You know, but I, I guess because it's so prevalent now, it's like, wow, you guys are really bold now, and they don't really care what they're saying, you know. But 
Um, anybody have any thoughts on that, that whole situation? Was anybody able to see uh, CNN or MSNBC or hear about anything that's going on in Ferguson? Ima Yarut. <clears throat> uh, first of all, foremost, it's on everybody's tube. It's plastered all over the place. As far you know, it, it, in this in this school, we're taught one of the, you know one of the seven principles of, of of which we have to you know within that seven principles, there's a principle that speaks of reason and science and logic and all that. You in in this case, because we are a little bit advanced in our thinking and our observation, we have to use reason here and and not be like the people out in the world and Mm -hmm. and jump to conclusions because we know in a crime case they generally do you know what you call csi crime scene investigation yes and from the results of the crime scene investigation so far uh you have to use reason and ask yourself uh, what is the main reason why two policemen would get sh- shot? First of all, then yes, you ma'am. The ballistics of it, uh, and in the you know the position of it, and also the crime itself. So if you look at the crime itself, these police officers, I'm pretty sure that they could have been taken out. One was shot mm-hmm. in the face, and one was shot in the hip. They both survived. To me, yeah. reasoning and logic from the distance, and then a handgun. Most of us use handguns, but mm-hmm. we're not that accurate in a handgun that far away. It has to take, like the news slipped and said, a marksman. So I, a lot of times mm. when we're at a point in our lives when we're starting to wake up or escalate to a point where we're going to wake up and unify, then, you know, it is possible. I'm not saying it. it is happening, but it's possible that we have what you call the beast in corporate or someone in authority that wants to back us down and keep us in a particular situation. It does not sound like us Negroes would do something like that. If we have anger in our hearts, we do it right up close and personal. It sounds Mm -hmm. like a setup to me. And with that, I yield. You know what, Emo? I couldn't agree with you more. I'm going to tell you guys something. So the guy, I can't remember. It, it, well, it was two black guys who basically spoke on CNN and MSNBC. And um, the guy bust out and said, across the street from the police department is an auto parts shop, a subway, and another building. And then I had a flashback. Because I don't know if you guys remember a video floating around back in, like, August, October, September sometime of, like, I guess they must have, like, they must have, like, the soldiers or the um, uh, military out there or something like that, and they were over there by this auto parts shop. I don't know how many of you guys have seen this video, but the video in the video what it looked like these military personnel were doing where they were blowing they were blowing up the car. Like they were setting like they were throwing bombs inside the car and the car immediately blows up in flames and then the next day the building that was like right next to the car was burned down to the ground and I was like, Well wait a minute. Wasn't that the same area where that military personnel was at where they were bombing and doing all of the other different stuff at and just so happens I'm assuming that must have been the same area because it was like he described all the buildings that was right next to it. Well, there was a subway and there was an auto parts shop like right across the street from it. But I don't think it, I don't, I don't remember seeing the police shop like 
right across the street, well, the police uh, station right across the street from the places, but the same order, that's basically what was in the video. But what they went on to say is that no one saw the gunsman, no one knows uh, who shot the guy, but they know that the, the they saw the blast and it came from a hill that's right behind these buildings. And I just kept thinking to myself, now, first and foremost, if there are protesters on one side of the street, policemen on the other side of the street, and there's a gunman right behind the building where the protesters are, you would think that if he pointed the gun, looks like the bullet would have hit the protesters before it hit the guns, uh, the um, before it hits the officers. Depending on how, uh, depending on where the gunsman was, but I was thinking if they had a direct hit like that, look like you, like what uh, Ima Yaru said, had to be a marksman, because I'm thinking if it was just a regular old handgun, it would have hit one of the uh, protesters before it hit the police officer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that just didn't make sense to me. And it, something, is, something is really cricket about that situation. <laughs> and it's, and and they know someone knows something, but it, and they kept saying, "Well, it doesn't have anything to do with the protesters. It doesn't have anything to do with the protesters." But another thing I thought was really really funny is that when they first reported it, the lady said, "Yeah, because the police officers were taken to a Jewish level one hospital, but the ambulance that was sitting outside that had them that was getting ready to take them up said Christian on the side." I don't know if anybody saw that. Mhm. Mhm. Did you see that? Mhm, mhm. I said, well, wait a minute. How? Well, what? I was like, so somebody needs to get their live straight because that whole thing seems orchestrated to me. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, that, that's we're, waking, some... we're waking up and unifying. Because do you know that there's a young man that just actually got killed uh, not too long ago by the police? What this week? First part of the week. He was a mixed race. His mother was Caucasian, and his father, I'm pretty sure, was Negroid. So, you know, they've been protesting also, you know. So wow. it, it, it's a setup. And who is to say? I mean, I'm not no uh, a conspiracy theorist to, to to the degree where I have to have some kind of, you know, prove all things. And if you look at it, who is to say that, you know, because Eric Holder even made a statement. Al Sharpton on TV is making a statement. Everybody said, we need not do balance. We're not going to t- tolerate this. The mother of the boy that got killed is saying, you know, we're not. See that? See what it's doing? See how mm-hmm. it's manipulating the shooting? And our brothers mm-hmm. don't shoot like that. Well, we are up close and personal. And the I news, would think so. Mm-hmm, the news said it was a marksman, so figure it out from there, people. I know, right? It, it, I, I, when I heard that, the police officer was just kind of like, well, the sergeant, he was just like, well, I don't know uh, I don't know what kind of gun it was, and I don't know where it came from but I know it came from a hill. Well, then you can't say that you know it came from the hill and then turn around and say that you didn't know where it came from. Like, did it come from the hill or you just don't know? It's even that she's going off the hearsay. Because I don't even recall seeing any protesters actually saying that it came from the hill, except it was, well, I take that back, it was a young lady. You didn't really see her face. But she did basically say that she was standing behind the policeman at the police station because they were getting ready to bond some protesters out. And all of a sudden, they said that everybody heard something that sounded like fireworks. And she said she turned around and she saw 
the man go, the one of the police officers go down. But I was just thinking, like, well, who would have a good aim like that if it was just a regular old citizen with a gun? Like, God, they are really, really good to shoot through some protesters and shoot them, mm-hmm. you know. And they had Come to on. use a hand, handgun because most of us are familiar and use handguns. They couldn't right. use no high-power rifle, rifle because it would point towards someone who could, you know, uh, afford it and also know how to shoot it and train with it. <laughs> I don't. I, I know something is going to come to the light, but if this job is orchestrated, that just goes to show you, man. This this beast is is, is they're up for anything to protect their power, yeah. man. That's just sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Anything? Any uh, other topics anybody want to uh, throw out on the table, or does anybody else have any opinion about the whole incident if they saw it? Shalom. This is brother Matthew. Then yes, sir. Again, uh, since y'all put it that way, they could be actors. Mm-hmm. Because I saw something on uh, mm-hmm. YouTube a long time ago where it was having like a protest and stuff. And mm-hmm. they have a, a, a certain group of protesters on one side with fake officers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the fake protesters, they had them count one, two, three. And then they'd rush the officers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then some of them messed up, and then they had to redo it, and then they showed that on the news later. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this stuff is orchestrated, and a lot of them are actors. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to be careful with what they're doing because a lot of this stuff is just a big play. Mm-hmm. But the, the, uh, the uh, civilians don't know what's going on, and so right. what they're trying to do is rile them up or mm-hmm. rile them down. So we have to pay attention to... Uh, how these things are being perpetrated and mm-hmm. uh, the words that they're using and mm-hmm. a lot of them are trigger words. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. and so especially if, it, if if one officer said it came from a hill, then he said he don't know where it came from, where well, he knows something that he's not telling us. Right. Exactly. Uh, or he just slipped up in his acting skills. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So we have to know who these officers really are. Are they really officers mm-hmm. or we might see them on a TV show next week or something. Don't uh-huh. know who they who they really are, you know. So yeah. we have to do our due diligence and research to see who these officers are. Uh, uh, let's see uh, where the bullet came from, the mm-hmm. distance, and everything, because a handgun doesn't shoot that far. Mm-hmm. If he got nope. shot in the if nope. he got shot in the in the face, yeah. you know, if it was coming from a hill, it would just probably bounce off or, or hit him in the foot. Mm-hmm. Coming from that type of distance, but uh, if it was if it was like a high power rifle, then he he would have been out of luck. Mm-hmm. So most likely, it sounds like a, a setup. Mhm, mhm. Yes, and don't don't the um, the change in ambulance kind of point to that? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I was man when I I heard this lady said they took the officers to a Jewish level one hospital. But when you look on the side of the ambulance, it says Christian, big and bold. I said, well, wait a minute, man. How the lady just bust out of saying to to a Jewish hospital but the, the ambulance says it's a Christian? Like, well, I, and then something say, well, why don't you go and research? Because I, I actually never did go and research it, but I was just like, well, there's a conflict of information there because someone's saying something different, but then they're showing something different. I was like, look, man. They need to get their story straight, or unless there's going to be another little episode of John Stewart where we point out something 
that we know it seems incorrect, and then they're going to try to basically cover it up because that whole thing sounds crazy. And if you guys had basically paid attention, they everybody agreed that the protest was peaceful at first, and then it started to simmer down, and then the, most of the police officers were leaving. In my opinion, I'm thinking, okay, well, then who would have a reason to shoot then? I mean, who would have a reason to shoot if there weren't really that many protesters out there? And I was thinking if there weren't that many protesters out there, at least if there was just a small bit of people, somebody should have seen a hand raised in the middle of the crowd or something, but nobody saw that. Nobody saw that. So something is up with that whole situation. Anybody else have any uh, opinions or feedback on that? Man. Since no one died, the only thing I, you know, only thing I would be concerned with, false flag or what have you, is that they might, you know, pull a couple of our, they did say they interviewed four people, so they might pull one of our young men in there and coerce them or intimidate them to admit to it. That's the only thing I have a problem with, that, you know. And you know what, that that is something to think about. That is something to think about. I hope that don't, I, I hope that's not the case. But then again, then again, it's you know, I don't know, it's I don't know. That's just crazy. I know that um, uh, it just seems like, but to like with the whole protest though, it seems like a lot of people are pointing the finger at the black community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, there was a conversation that uh some guy was having on CNN and he was talking to the pastor and then he was talking to uh, Tremaine, Tremaine Williams, or I think that's his name is. I can't remember the journalist and the, the, the caucus or he asked the guy, cause he was just like, well, what are you going to do with all these outside influences that, you know, that wants to come in and all this other different stuff. And they don't really, I mean, no really no one really knows exactly who these outside influences are. They're just saying there were people coming in with bandanas. Okay, that could be anybody. They never did exactly say who it was. But then he basically turned around and said, Well what do you guys want? We got the police officers out, the 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 uh, the head or the lead, whoever it was, he basically uh resigning, you know, they kept announcing that or whatever. What more do they want? Then he turns around and asks the folks well, what are the what are the black leaders doing? Have you seen any change? Or like, and on so many words, I think he just wanted to come out and say, well, what are black black people doing for themselves? And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, well, of course, you can, as you can see, they're not really doing anything because they don't really know what to do. All they know how to do is just protest. They're doing exactly what they they've been trained to do: stand and march. And yell, and that's all they've been doing, and that's and they they know that's what they're doing, but it seems like for some reason now the the protest is being shown to basically make it seem like now black folks are just you know they're just basically they're just nagging. And can I point, ask, it does. Yeah. Can I ask something, brother? Yes, ma'am. Uh, 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 Cedric, I know. 
have you, you know, they haven't even, have any of you even, going back to what uh, Brother Matthew is saying, have the names of these guys come out yet? The police officers, I haven't seen nowhere I haven't where seen their the names name out. No, ma'am. Brother Matthew, have you seen the name yet? No, not yet. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that is really interesting. I didn't even think about that. I haven't seen the name at all. We we haven't even seen a picture of these guys. Nope. Nope. Uh, that is interesting. And see if it would have really happened, they would have had their pictures all over the news. And yeah, their names. Think so. Right. And, and their names. Mm-hmm. Biggest hmm. day. I don't know about that. That's kind of it, that is iffy. That whole thing seems kitchen. That's like the Boston. That's like the Boston bombing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that that whole scenario reminds me of. But I guess they just used the whole protesting venue to basically, because Eric Holder he said the thing was an ambush. Yeah, yeah. He, he said it first. was an ambush. Mhm, mhm, mhm. So how did he know? How does he know? Yeah, exactly. I guess because he know what he know what America is capable of. <laughs> He knows what America is capable of. I mean, let's not forget that whole Fast and Furious thing. So I guess he knows how he, he, he you know, if he, they can do that, they can stage a whole, you know, shooting. Andy, but, Andy Hook. Yeah, that. Wow, man. I for the. It's gotten to the point that we don't even know what's reality and what's fantasy anymore because these people oh. are so. They're so creative at at creating conflict. If like they can basically manipulate reality into something that it that it really isn't, and you only have to really talk to the people or be there in order to really see it. It's the same thing that they do in Iran. It's the same thing that they do in Syria. It's the same thing that they do in Libya. All the Middle Eastern countries, because if you talk to anybody over there, they'll tell you, like any of the real citizens over there, they're always the first to tell you. The way that they show it, it's nothing like how you guys are seeing it. Like, all that stuff is made up. Like, it's like, honestly, the whole Ferguson thing is just like another reality TV show. It's like one big reality TV show they they basically incite the people. They basically show you what they want you to see, but they don't show you the things that you need to see because they're trying to create some type of – they're trying to get some type of reaction. They're trying to get a type of reaction reaction out of certain people. They already know what the reaction is going to be out of, you know, with black people, and they already know what the reaction is, you know, going to be with white folks. But it's like they're trying to get viewers. They're trying to see – what the people or emotions are going to be like and basically fuel that hate. And I, I was telling my relatives the other day, I said, I don't like it because I'm looking past the whole protest and the shooting in Ferguson. I say the media is loving this stuff. Every other day is something on Facebook about somebody calling somebody a nigger or somebody getting saying something about black folks or somebody – doing something racist or somebody. I'm like, okay, I, I see what's going on. You guys are trying to fuel the race war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before you guys do that, y'all have to think about what that's going to do, as if that's what they really, really want to happen. It's like they're promoting it. I can I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. But, but and, brother, 
they better think about it before they do that. I'm, I'm just thinking. <laughs> they have to think about that. Eva, you was going to say something? Uh, yeah, just you're exactly right. I mean, if 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 we the things we did, idolatry and all the um, things against the most time in breaking the covenant, I mean, you know, nature itself steps steps in, and and so if if anyone does that or breaks the covenant or those laws by nature, it's going to have the same results, would it not? Yes, ma'am. So yes, indeed. Here, here we see, you know, because there's a lot going on up there in the political aspect, even onto on on into the uh, uh, foreign policies, you know, where Iran is, you know, the, 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 they got they have on the news right now where the um, the congressman over here, the, you know, the, over here up under the president, they go mm-hmm. behind his back and invite the prime minister over to speak, number one. Now I they wrote, wrote a letter to Iran talking about, hey, you better not go along with this. Uh, it's like we didn't have nothing else to do. It was snowing outside, and we wrote this letter to you. They're going behind the president's back, so it's a lot of political stuff going on, a lot of judicial stuff going on. But have you noticed the people, our people, are waking up? Uh-huh. So what do you do when you in the house with your parents and you sneak it around trying to do something that is against the rules of the house? You know, looking at your parents, hoping they don't wake up. You're going to try to do everything, sneak around and try to do everything not to wake your parents up. If they wake mm-hmm. up, what do you do? You run and try to, you know, hide what you were doing. Yes, ma'am. That's this a great example. At. This is where we're at. And if 400 years is up, and we are becoming conscious uh, more so than a whole lot of others, and others out yeah. there claim they're conscious, it's going to trickle on down. It's a, a ripple effect. It's going to triple on down to our own people, you know, the, the okay. ones that are, you know. Don't you see it like that? I see exactly what you're saying. But you know what's even more what's even more weirder about the whole situation is how fast it happened. If it looked like within at least a, almost a, I, you know, I, 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 look, I just got into this whole knowledge thing about maybe four or five years ago. Before then, I, didn't, I couldn't even tell you what was going on on TV. All I know is you turn on the TV, you eat, you go to sleep, go to the mall, you go to the movies, you hang out, you do whatever you usually do when you're a teenager or you just don't care. You know, you're a spendthrift. You just do those regular things. But it seems like once I started, you know, uh, uh, communing with, you know, you brothers and sisters, it was like time seemed to have progressed so fast. And it seems like everybody is waking up. Not even, it, it, it seemed like it's every other day somebody's finding out something and then a light switch goes on and then you start. Everything just seems to be progressing, but it seems like the more we progress and find out this information, the more they up their tactics on trying to basically keep the confusion going because they have to create this illusion that, oh, well, see, the truth that you're you're finding out, we're going to show you that all that's a lie because this is how it really is. When it's really not like that, they're trying to create this hostile environment. They're trying to keep the fear in the people, but... When you have knowledge about who you are and about who you know what you can do with that knowledge, why would you be afraid? <laughs> that stuff is played out. It's like it's like the whole thing. Like what's that movie Beetlejuice? No matter how hard he tried to scare these people out of his house, they were like, "You can't scare us out of our house." 
<laughs> we know what it is that you we, we you can keep all your politics. You can take all of that and you can just you can take it and and move to someone else's house with that because it doesn't scare us. And I guess it's to the situation now where it's like, you know, with all these killings and shootings, it's just kind of like, well, we're going to leave examples for these people. We're going to leave examples to kind of put fear in their heart. And the people are just kind of like, you, you, that doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just a boogeyman. You're, you're just nothing but men in some bed spreads or men who with so much hate but you're high behind the law. They're not afraid of these people anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to create these hostile environments, man. It it just goes to show you how stupid they look. <laughs> it's really stupid. It's played out, man. And I hope this really turned out to be a scam because it will show just how freaking devious these people are. They they will not let it be revealed as a scam. If even if they found out, if someone found out, unless someone from you know from the side that's really wanting the right thing and justice come forth, and then they're going to be putting their lives on the line, you know. But you mm-hmm. know what you were saying is very interesting because when you go back in history, um, I don't know. Are you familiar with the um, uh, human zoos uh, from the uh, old days? You know, in the eighteen hundreds. Was it called what? Human, human zoos, you know, where they would go over into into Africa and uh, bring back little pygmies and put them in zoos. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, it was dealing with commerce and, you know, kind of like going through like the stock exchange. But these people, these little pygmies were brought over here. And there was one famous little uh, pygmy. His name was Otto Benga. And he was brought over here, and you know those uh, those pygmies, they would sharpen their teeth. So he 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 had sharp teeth, but he was real sharp. So uh, a gentleman, Verna, brought him over here and put him in a human zoo. And the funny thing that this little guy and the pygmies say about the white the white man, they say when a white man comes to our country, you know they they basically are good at take they you know they call the white man. They're good at ta- they're taking qualities. Said so they're good at taking you know goods and stuff. So they recognize them as they're good at taking qualities. They know how to take and manipulate mm. and things of that nature. So they kind of remind me of that situation. You know that whatever yeah. they want, they're going to do whatever they got to do to do it. Wow. Well, I mean they are merchants. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you know I guess. They're good, you know. They're they're good at what they what they do. Um, Take it, but they're just taking it. Yeah, they're good at taking, but they're taking it too far. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they really are taking it too far, man. Because you you playing with millions and millions and millions of lives, and it just goes to show you, like these people have no, they have no. They're so cold hearted. How can you wake up in the morning and decide that you want to just create this Disneyland? You can't keep people in La La Land forever. Like, people are, I mean, they they see it. They already know what's going on. Like, you can't hide it anymore. Babylon has fallen. I mean, I mean, what are you going to do? Now you're going to... Now you're going to create a Jurassic Park or you're going to create Candyland or something like that? Like... You can't keep doing that. Like, people have broke out of that Stockholm Syndrome, man. 
They read books. They go on the internet. Thank God for the internet, man. But um, is there anything else anybody want to uh, put on the table this evening? Well, well, um, what I'll do is I wanted to basically uh, uh, basically piggyback off of something that Ima uh, Yaruth had basically brought up a few minutes ago about President Barack Obama um, in regards to the situation with Iran. And this one guy was saying, wow, I can't believe they did that to the president. Oh, it's a shame that they would basically do that to the president and they didn't do it to Bill Clinton and they didn't do it to Bush. Why they do it to Obama? And I was just saying to myself, well, I guess when they, regardless of what his position is, he has a status. <laughs> and they don't see, because, I mean, look, it's a company. It, it, it's no different than McDonald's. If you go to if you have a uh, uh, I guess you say a Negro uh, general manager, you have a white CEO, uh, white other managers, um, black uh, uh, servants, aka citizens, and uh, white servants, aka citizens, and all these other different stuff. But just keep in mind that you have a black general manager. At the end of the day, that is what they are looking at. They're just looking at his status. They don't give a damn because he's the CEO because at the end of the day, they know we we know where the real power comes from. We Of course, we know we can get you removed, but I guess they just let him do or at least attempt to do his job. But they also feel like, hell, I mean, we, we're of the upper class. We can do whatever we want to do. But, I, you know, people are saying, oh, it's treason or it's sedition. I guess these folks say it's not neither because we he knows his place and we know our place. <laughs> this is just goes to show you that there is something that these people know that we don't know, even though that here at trials we do know, we get it. But uh, the masses just don't see it because they're looking at the fact that he's the president. They really think that Obama has – they think he's the Oz, um, they, they think he's the Wizard of Oz. They think he can snap his fingers and and then the world can turn into Emerald City at any time. Mm-hmm. And they have to wake up and, and and look at the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. They just basically uh, jump rope over Obama and basically told Iran, hey, screw this guy. This is what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't give a, we don't care anything about Obama. He just works here. We can get him removed at any time. You know, that's what it that's basically what it looked like. And I was like, boy, I feel so sorry for our brothers and sisters who actually, you know, haven't waken up yet and they don't see, you know, what we see. Because once they see that, they're going to be like, wow, it's the same thing that goes on in the real world. You go to your job and somebody gets out of line or they don't tell you something at your job and you – you got a certain status at the job or you work in a certain position at the job. Somebody goes over your head or goes around you and do something that you should have been doing, but they didn't notify you to do it. They're just letting you know, we don't care about your, we don't care about your position. We can do whatever we want because we know who runs America. And I know those congressmen, they know that they get their authority 
from the international bankers. Mm-hmm. And they know that Obama gets his authority from the international bankers. They don't care anything about Obama. But I think that's why Obama has kind of been like, it's been so much static between them, him and Congress because I guess he finally realized was I think he's starting to figure out what's going on. Like, outside of what, you know, we know he probably knows, I think he probably gets it to the point where it's just kind of like, I screw this, I'm trying to get out of this. Maybe that's the case. And if, if he is thinking like that, he better run for the hills now. Cause something, I don't want anything to happen to him. Even though I don't really care for Obama like that, but I don't want anything to happen to him. I, I, I just, you know, I just, I don't want anything to happen to him. But you know, when he got in office, he knew what he was getting into. So I leave it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was. He is a member of the Foreign Policy for uh, Relations Foreign. What is that? Uh, F. CR or was it CFR? Oh, you talking CFR or oh, Council of Foreign? Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. You know what I mean, he was he was raised up by you know he. If you go and research his history, he, I mean, he was um, trained and and went up under the educational system of Ford themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, like like Brother Matthew said, everything's a show of, of stage. You know. <laughs> Man, it seemed like one big nightmare if you ask me. But um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's also kin to Dick Cheney now, also. Hello? <laughs> it, oh, yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah. Is he really? Wow. That, okay. Uh, the whole presidency has a bloodline. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can be president is if you're in that bloodline. Yep. Wow. And then, and then you know, I also remember... Um, Oh, I don't think I shared this with you guys. Well, we were um we were in uh we were in meeting one day and I I think I basically um I posted this on the um I posted this on, posted this in the site blogs. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to read it yet, but the Nibris the this uh I guess you could say this fraternity fraternity organization they they uh have set up all these they basically uh managed to um what they call not integrate into the uh Freemasonry uh platform but uh oh, I can't remember the word for it, but somehow they managed to manipulate themselves inside of the Freemasonry platform and they were able to kind of like take over through the Scottish Rite, that is, and set up the fraternity orders here in the United States. The first one was planted in New York, and then there's one in all 50 states. And through these particular orders, all the, I guess you can say, presidents or whoever, they have to go through these particular orders. Yeah, I guess these are the orders that they basically go through. They have to go through Benai Brith because Benai Brith is basically the ones who is controlling. Uh, it was revealed through his book that Benai Brith is the one that is controlling Congress. They're controlling the government. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they. Yeah, they're controlling. So it would only make sense that you know that they may not just have, like, a bloodline relation, but they also are fraternity brothers. <laughs> so, you know, 
Yeah. Um, that's um, it just goes. It, I mean, this whole thing, man. It's why they let a lie, one small lie, get so big. You know, I, I guess when you just desperate like that, you down to do anything, but mm-hmm. they can have it. I mean, because it's pretty much over once the people decide that they want to go for self-government. That's when it's really over. That's when the nightmare is really, really over. Out of one come many. Yes, ma'am. You're right. (laughs) Um, I see Brother Brother Andrew's on there. Brother Andrew, you in the back somewhere? Shalom, shalom. Up here on the front line. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> yes, sir. How are you, man? I thought, you know what? I thought I heard somebody say Andrew, but it was just like, I, well, that was pretty much what I was talking, and I probably just didn't get back to you, brother. I apologize for that. What's so going on with you? What came out in an email was um, um, speaking about uh, the topic, and I didn't want to really intrude. I just wanted to make myself be known that I'm here. Well, what do you? Well, let me get your opinion, brother. What you think about what? Ha- well, let me ask you a question. Were you familiar with what uh, happened in St. Louis the other day? In Ferguson? Yeah. Um, uh, briefly, I just kind of got a glimpse of it about a few minutes ago, where um, they were saying that some police officers were shot, and they're calling it an ambush based off of. Uh, mm what's shown, you know, um, I didn't, I don't know much more apart from what I just made mention of. One second. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's all that I know so far. That's all that I know so far, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, it seems like, I don't know, to me, I'm just, I'm just trying to conjure up something. I don't really know. I'm just trying to conjure up something that, that's, that's um, balance, and cause I don't really know how it's been from since the whole Michael Brown scenario. But to me, it seems like it's still out of hand. Like the whole Ferguson scenario is still out of hand, and they really don't have no control. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to just make a scenario where they could get help, they could get more control, or the control back to how at least it was. Because I remember last last week, I just glimpsed across a. Uh, um, um, article speaking about all municipal cases will be all municipal cases will be shipped to the state, the state, the state judge. You know, so all municipal cases in Ferguson will be shipped on to the to the state judge of of, of uh, the state judge. You know, so, you know it, it, right with that with that article alone, you could just see that. They don't have no control. They don't have the control that they want to have. They don't have the control that that they're that they're expecting. I just want to just want to I just want to put that out there and have y'all keep that in mind. With that, I yield. Yes, sir. I just couldn't help though. I just can't help but think that. You didn't really hear any. You didn't really hear that much about Ferguson for the last couple of months until this letter. This letter supposedly popped up. Oh, speaking of a letter, 
And speaking of racist chants, okay, did anybody follow this story about the young man who, a young man and a teacher who basically got caught yelling, uh, uh, I guess you can say uh, they were basically singing some racist song uh, in this uh, fraternity or sorority or whatever it is that they, some chapter. Um, Anybody follow that? That's in Oklahoma, Norman, yes, Oklahoma, on the Norman campus. I mean, in Oklahoma, yeah. And you know that, that you brought that up. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. There's a debate out here saying, you know, because they're saying Congress and, and um, Eric Holder is saying that um, that was um, what do you call it? A violation of their rights to make them leave the campus because you know they have freedom of, 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 of rights. But I was saying, you know, on the other side, and I kind of tend to lean towards the other side, you know. But you cannot cite racism also you know that is uh right. you know so it's a kind of a debate going on with that right is like they're using i mean you got to think about it it's like saying i have free will so i can do what i want but just because you can do it you know doesn't mean that you should and just because you have your rights to say whatever it is that you want to say on campus doesn't mean that you should basically use your rights to basically incite racism, you see what I'm saying, and that's basically not that's basically what's not being stated. And, well, the social media, everybody's basically saying it, but um, that hasn't really come out yet. But I was, I don't know, man. I'm just over the whole. I'm just over being bombarded with every time I turn on my TV. Oh, someone got called a nigger, or here's another nigger story, or. Here's someone, it's like, well, what is it that, what is the overall goal behind all of these things? It seems like they're only picking out these, they're they're picking out these particular stories, but they're doing it in a way that they just automatically seem to know that, oh, I know this is going to get them to be upset. But it's like, well, I mean, if that's what your general, I mean, if that's what your uh, overall goal is we're kind of over being upset about everything. Like, I guess they're really trying to prove like we're racially sensitive or something. I don't know. I, 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 I every time I turn on my TV, every time I'm on uh, Facebook, HuffPost is showing eight, ten articles a day about somebody being called the N word or someone basically, you know, uh, some racial injustice or something. And it's like, you guys have got to basically stop because it seems like instead of basically saying that this is wrong, you guys are kind of like promoting it because you already know what what the people are going to say. I mean, I can pull up 10 articles and then basically see the same statements over and over and over and over and over uh, by millions, by thousands and thousands of people. Some people are going to say, well, I don't think it's right. Some people say, I don't think it's right. I think black people should just go fall in a hole or fall off a cliff somewhere. Or someone's going to say, oh, I just don't think that that's right. Racism should end. They already know what's going to be said. But it seems like they're just doing it to get these, they're trying to get these emotions. It's not right, man. It's not cool. They already know what's going to be said, but what's more esoterical and deep is they already know what's going to be the end result. The end result from a perspective, we're from a, looking from a perspective now where we are beginning to understand exactly what, what the deal is. You know, it's dealing with commerce up and up foremost, but 
to to keep it that way, you have to suppress the people and to make them think it's all about the color of the skin. That's what racism right. is classified as. Now, if the people wake up, they're going to wake up to the point of status. So they have right. to keep it in that certain, you know, frame of racism because it's dealing with he's a white color and she's a black or, you know what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. That's the ultimate goal is because at the end of the day, they're not worried about you, me, or anybody. They're not worried about houses, cars. They're worried about the numbers, you know, the commerce, the numbers. Yes, ma'am. You know, you've got a whole lot of people like Brother Priest said, if we've all of us woke up tomorrow and said, hey, this and do what we got to do, we would shut this place down. So that is what they are cognate of. Man. All praises to that because you, know, you said a mouthful just a few minutes ago. And I, I guess I didn't look at it from that perspective because, like you said, if, if everybody realized that it was a status thing, they would say, well, hell, I can't change my status. People be like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, you don't want to do that. No, no, you, we don't want you to do that. See, because we'll cater, we'll cater to that. We'll, we'll give you black schools. We'll, we'll give you another black BET channel. Uh, uh, we'll even give your, we'll even give blacks their own casino. Mm-hmm. It'll be called the, it'll be called the Black of Spades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I mean, I guess they want to basically. They want to basically keep this facade going on uh, about racism because they, at one point, they're saying, well, no one wants to talk about it. But then they don't want to talk about it. They're feeling it. So I guess that's the, the only way that they can basically uh, make out like they, they don't want to deal with it, but then keep it relevant at the same time because they know it brings in some type. They they know that it's going to, it's going to do something, but the overall of the overall goal is it's not going to look good on their end because, like you said, if everybody woke up today or tomorrow and realized that this whole thing is about status, then there is no more United States because then everybody will start paying off their debts. They'll start paying off their bills. They'll start correcting their status and giving this government right back their, their trademark, and then they'll be left to put the bill. Um, Exactly. Exactly. You know, absolutely. You know, most definitely, as Ima and as how you both may mention, that is the key. Because even today, I was in um, I was in class, and 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 I was talking with a Caucasian, you know, and he was telling me um, he he was talking to the teacher, and he was talking and talking to the teacher, saying, you know, have you ever seen the book of Eli and he he was going on air, you know, the Book of Eli is a real, really, really good movie, and, you know, it's really, really uh, uh, has a deep meaning behind it. And, you know, even though the Bible is fake, it's still important to understand about, you know, how they could control the whole world and have everybody lie to about what, you know, how important the book is, and the book really has no value. And um, I finished my assignment, and then after I was speaking to him, and I was just uh, talking to him, saying, you know what, even though uh, the book may seem to be of an illusion and not real, you know, it's a lot of allegorical meanings, but the reason why it's so, because there's an expression of it based off, um, there's an ex- I told him that there's an expression of it that, that balances the course of nature and how nature has a cause and effect, and it teaches you 
operating the same manner as nature. So the book is very real. The people are very real, but what's being said about the book, that's not real. So you got to know what the book is really talking about. And, um, you know, he was asking me, well, um, he made a very good point. He said, um, religion, um, what did he say? Uh, I can't remember it. He started saying something. I can't remember the beginning of the statement, but the ending of the statement, he said, "So, what do you believe? What do you believe is the main um, reason that all these black people are getting getting bothered?" You know, and I said, honestly, it's because of um, it's because these people don't know. They don't know law. They don't know their status. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked to hear him say, "You know what? I absolutely agree." You know, I, I like, like I was shocked to hear him say that. I didn't even know what to say after that. You know, it kind of stumbled me. So I, I, I can honestly say that many of these Caucasians know that these, 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 these individ, these people, they don't, they don't know how to operate according to the status, and they don't know that status is very important because, you know, um, state of mind conscious, as 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 we mentioned. So if you have an if you have a mindset in how you're supposed to be operating, if you have a mindset in how you're supposed to be conducting yourself, then you're not gonna let nobody take you out of your bubble. As the saying goes, you're not gonna let nobody knock you off your square. And the second you start feel like you're leaning, and you're not trying to make yourself lean or you're unbalanced, then you're gonna be like, hold on a sec, I'm gonna ground myself in what I know I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to be conducting myself. But that's that's the thing. Many of us don't. Many the time, many times, it's hard for us to even believe in. Uh, um, hard for us to understand what is important, what is of value, because we've been taking in so many information. The information that we've been taking in, it makes us only makes us feel good. But at the end of the day, it's still not having us accomplishing the goals that we hope to accomplish and that we're supposed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right, brother. You're absolutely right. I want to, okay, think about this, uh, brothers, and, and especially you, uh, uh, um, Cedric, you had mentioned earlier. Now, what is the first, what is the main thing other than working with our ego we're taught? We're, we're learning about status, okay? We're That's learning right. about status. We learn about status from the perspective of the antiquity days. So then you just told us, that the fraternal, this guy is setting up fraternal orders in every state. Now, have mm-hmm. we not learned that the fraternal orders are the only ones that know, you know, on up, know the true history of this planet? Yes, so ma'am. If they are seeing Hebrew camps rising up and know they're <laughs> uh, like, kind of like a sleeping cell anyway, and they're seeing that they're rising up, then they've got to get in their position, you know, to attack, to keep this suppressed from the people. The people are running around saying it's racism, it's racism, and they don't understand it's not racism, it's the status quo, that's status. And at the end of the day, the status is what determines the numbers for the mm-hmm. United States Corporation and for the individuals and for the, the the nation of people as a whole. Man, that was deep. And the funny thing about it is when I first actually learned about status, 
it was in a sociology class, but it we it wasn't necessarily called status. It was referred to as classism. And the teacher was asking a lot of people. Uh, we were basically going over concepts of uh, society and how uh, racism can basically be uh, incited through uh, what they call. Uh, uh, what we like to refer to in here is like uh, conscious reflected on public record. Well, it, there was another different word for it when we were talking about it in uh, sociology, but that was an exercise that we had to do. Like we basically were talking about how society sees white people and how society sees black people. And basically what we did it from was an advantage point of criminal, uh, uh, I guess you can say uh, criminal action. When uh, so-called blacks are basically reprimanded for criminal acts, they're called criminals. They're called thugs. They're called all kinds of things. But when white people basically commit criminal acts, they're justified and say that, oh, they're emotionally unstable or there's, uh, they're, they're uh, mentally uh, – they're, they're, they need to be mentally rehabilitated or something like like they have a medical condition for why these people are doing the criminal things that they do. Like the same thing they did with Vandersloot, the old Craigslist killer. You killed somebody. Oh, he was just he was just sick. Sick. He killed. We went on Craigslist, found women, killed them. He was sick. That man just was just crazy. He was just a killer. You know, and what I did understand is that some of these people who do certain things, they, they whether it be criminal or non-criminal, they know that some they, because they've been in the society so long, they're like, well, I already know what's going to happen to me. I'm not going to get that much time in prison, so I'll do this. And they may not go that way sometimes, but majority of the time you do see that African American, so-called African Americans are – uh, given a certain amount of more time than uh, whites based on status. And when African, so-called African-American blacks actually start to see that that's what's basically going on, then it's going to be like, you know what, I got to get my status right. I got to get it right. Mm-hmm. But here's something I want to throw at you guys. Well, Emma, you... Are you familiar with a guy named uh, Albert Pike? That's the name. Rings a bell. Yep. Is that okay? Someone said yep. Someone else said yep. Um. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I ran across some information because I I recently just started reading up on some history about the Rothschilds because I started uh, reading up on history about the Nivris and. There is something that I've been meaning to read for a while. It's Now, there's a timeline of the Rothschilds and how they managed to basically come up in commerce. But there was something that stuck out in this timeline around 1871. Now, it says an American general named Albert Pike, who had been enticed into the Illuminati by Giuseppe Mazzini, completed oh, his yeah. military. Mm-hmm. You, so you've heard this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, his military blueprint for three world wars and various revolutions throughout the world, culminating into moving this great conspiracy into its final stage. 
It says the First World War is to be fought for the purpose of destroying the Tsar in Russia, as promised by Nathan Mayer Rothschild in 1815. The Tsar is to be replaced with communism, which is to be used to attack religions, predominantly Christianity. The differences between the British and German empires are to be used to foment this war. The Second World War is to be used to foment the controversy between fascism and political Zionism with the slaughter of Jews in Germany, a linchpin in bringing hatred against the German people. This is designed to destroy fascism, which the Rothschilds created, and increase the power of political Zionism. This world is also designed to increase the power of communism to the level that it equaled that of United Christendom. Now check this out. This is the Third World War. The Third World War is to be played out by stirring up hatred of the Muslim world. For the purposes of playing the Islamic world and the political Zionists off against one another. While this is going on, the remaining nations will be forced to fight themselves into a state of mental, physical, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. Now, I know you guys are seeing this all over the news today. What's being plastered on the news today? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just so keep up. This says on August fifteenth of this year, Albert Pike writes a letter now cataloged in the British Museum to Giuseppe Mazzini, in which he states the following: "We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a great social cataclysm, which, in all its horror, will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origins of savagery and most bloody turmoil." Then everywhere the people will be forced to defend themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries and will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitude disillusioned with Christianity whose spirits will be from that moment without direction and leadership and anxious for an ideal but without knowledge where to send its adjuration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out into public view, a manifestation which will result from a general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. These people have took commerce to a whole nother level. And see, this is a game of risk that they're playing. Mm-hmm. But what they're banking on is, and what it almost kind of seems like to me is that they planned this out just on a, on a wing and a prayer that it, uh, to see if it actually goes through. Because I, I honestly don't believe that they actually thought it would go through, but what they're trying to basically, like, oh, like and, so, and so many words almost kind of look like they're trying to prophesy in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were and they were banking, hoping you know maybe this could be wrong. Maybe you know they they're taking chances, and they know as long as they got the money to do it, they can make anything happen. It seems like now they're just making it happen. Mm-hmm. They're fueling it because they're creating all these different scenarios all over, and you don't know what's real anymore and what's fake anymore. But you know <laughs> we're we're keeping our eyes open on this. But this is what these people are doing. They planned this out, 1871. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from what I see, a lot of this came to pass. 
And like what it looks like now, we're in the middle of World War Three because plastered all over the news. Mm-hmm. Someone did something to the Islamic people. Everybody's outraged. Oh, I hate Islam because they bought up the mixing mixing emotions of. Well, I don't feel sorry for the Islamic people because they bombed up the uh, trade center, and and it's like it's 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 a like a trickle down effect of mixed emotions that they're basically trying to incite with the people because these people really don't hate these people. It's only the media fueling that hate, exactly. showing them exactly. images, saying uh-huh. things. Uh, post. Let's post another article. Let's write something about Islam. Uh, attacking Israel, or let's say something about is the, uh, the 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 people who are dressed like Muslims. They're 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 going through the they're going to another country secretly. Mm-hmm. Oh, they must be doing something wrong. Let's attack Islam. It's like, what is it that you guys are trying to do? And it's here. They've already shown you what it is that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, mm-hmm. Oh, I apologize. Go ahead, Emma. No, no, go ahead, son. Go ahead. What I was was saying is it really just all boils down to where they're trying to exhaust the people's belief in all of these other different religions so that they can basically just say, well, we don't believe in Christianity anymore. Mm -hmm. We tried the atheism. Oh, these people got money. They have security. They have government. They have gold and silver. They got food over here. Let's go over here. But they're Luciferians. Oh, well, I'll do anything, you know, to give me a piece of bread and a, and a roof over my head. And that's all this is about because they know that they hold it's the same thing with uh, uh, Scientology. They don't care anything about these people. They don't even care anything about the, the belief system that they set up. All it is about is control. It's control. These people are power hungry, man, but they don't understand that comes with a price. I read these same type of scenarios in the Bible too many times to know that this stuff never turns out the way they want it to turn out. Mm-hmm. They banking on the wrong thing, and it's going to come back on them now. Yes. They're really said, banking on the wrong thing. I'll, and you said a couple of things in that, you know, mouthful, which was awesome. Um, when you, you, you know, you speak of... Um, War that this is a, you know third world war. Now let let's look look at it again from this perspective. At one time, war was when they go into a, a place or a nation or a country, you know, among a people and just physically outright fight. You know, and of course we know our military is getting to the point where it's technologically more advanced. So okay, so war outright was you know they they kill the men off and you know take the women and children and you know the spoils the booty. Okay, now then it went into a religious war. You know, I mean all over the world, religion here, religion there. You, you said a key point. You know, it's about religion. People are waking up to that now. So what's the third war? That economical war. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> wow. Man. And that's exactly what all this is about. But, I mean, at this particular point, they, like I said, man, they're banking on the wrong thing. What they, what they, I guess what they thought was that conditions were permanent. You see what I'm saying? Because if they can keep the people in the condition of a savage mind, oh, these people aren't thinking about doing for themselves. Mm-hmm. We can just, we can just, we can, we can create programs to make them needy. 
But what you what you banked on them being like that forever? You did. I mean, that's just. You, you can't expect that to always, you can't always give candy to a child and do something to them and then expect them not to get tired of just receiving that candy and let you do that, whatever it is that you want to do to them. Eventually, they're going to go and tell somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. These people are crying. They're, they're crying to somebody and they don't know who to call on. And But what they are also doing is they're, starting to read and they're starting to reason with what's going on and they're saying that things ain't things ain't right. It ain't something quite right about this situation. <laughs> right. You know uh-huh. but I'm telling you man what I I just it's gonna just be one day we have to look at these people and, you know, accept them for who they really are. A bunch of monsters. Yes, yes. A a and bunch they- of uh, they baked on basically trying to pull out the savagery of the people through forcing them to hate this other religion just so that they can basically use that to fuel their economy. Uh-huh. 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 But, I mean, what happens when the people... Dragon. Yes, exactly. What happens when these people just decide, well, I don't... This is getting old, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be walking around here, you know... Not knowing when my next meal coming, my kids, they looking for, which I don't have kids, but I'm just, you know, speaking from a general perspective. Someone may say, well, my kids really may need me. I'm tired of living in the streets. I'm tired of going to war with somebody. I'm tired of arguing all the time. I'm tired of just being mad all the time. Let's try something different. People are tired of that. Well, at least most of them are. But then there's always the media again. Let's attack the children. Oh, Emma. I finally saw what you were talking about with this Disney. Is Disney? Uh, you were saying a couple of months back last year that Disney was basically supposed to be promoting some uh, same-sex uh, cartoon yes. or something like that with the Disney princess. Someone yes. posted a picture of that the other day on Facebook, and I was just like, "Wow!" Even basically, we even has been talking about this. Since last year, like, what, yeah. April, May sometime last year? Yeah. yeah. And now people are just really starting to turn, you know, they're like, oh, God, we got to turn off our TVs now because now they're coming after our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, they're wow. trying to hypersexualize our kids now. And it's like when you wake up one day on Saturday morning, your kid's eating a bowl of cereal, and they're seeing it. And it's like, well, kids aren't prepared to see that. Just like right. the kids wasn't prepared to see these two 13-year-old boys kissing on some TV show the other day, and everybody was just, it was just so bad. They were just hey. like, but I don't really see what the outrage is, because if it was a boy and a young girl doing it, everybody would have a problem with it. And then people uh, were saying, well, well what's, they were like, no, because young kids should not even be entertaining sex, period, because they don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. How are you going to introduce something like that to somebody who doesn't even have a clue on what it is? But most definitely, we'll show you what it is. Shalom, That's shalom, not telling what I it is. You. Yeah, go ahead, brother. And you know what? Pertaining to those things, for the children who don't know what it is and they see it for the very first time, if the parents see that their children is watching it and they don't know what it is, the parents should take the initiative to tell the child, if at least anything, that is wrong. It's nothing more than they say anything else. I remember right. when I was on, I was one time walking with my son, I picked him up, and 
I'm walking there, we're on, you know, when you're in Toronto, you see everything. Like, they have a whole strip where it's just like, you, that's their strip. So right. I'm here, my son, and I see him. Me, me and my son is walking towards food and walking, and they're walking towards us. So I'm telling my son, I said, I said, um, Kai, this is not right. Two men is not supposed to be together. Okay? Right. The Most High, he made man to woman and woman to man. So when you get older, you're going to become a man, and you're going to find a woman. All right? So as I'm walking, I just I, we walking, walking, and the two of them heard me say that that's wrong towards, they heard me say that towards my, to, to my son. And they're trying to flirt and those kind of stuff. And I had to, I had to let them know right in front of my son. I said, yo, fire on a Okay, man. No, go on. I have to tell him straight. <laughs> so, 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 first and foremost, you have to let them know. You can't be shy or intimidated and act like, oh, no, no, you're afraid to hurt their feelings. Or, oh, no, don't say that. Let everybody be persuaded in their own mind. Let everybody, you know, you know be respectful for people. Absolutely, you got to be respectful towards people. But at the same time, I mean, you got to respect me too. I'm not scared That's of right. being homosexual or whatever. You're going to do your thing? Cool. You do your thing, but don't indulge me and don't try to enforce that and, and, and play that on me like I'm going to accept it. Because I'm not going to sit down here and not say nothing. You see what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, the accuracy in law is that if you promote something in my face and I'm silent, then I'm accepting that. And that's not so. You right. Know? So I'm letting my children know that that's not cool. That's against nature. That's not in alignment with the course of nature. Oh, my goodness. Uh-uh, with but, that idea. And then... What I, I notice a lot is that along with this uh, this agenda that they have in regards to uh, teaching young children about stuff like that, they don't they don't make it better when you have infused this doctrine of gender neutrality uh, into the minds of the parents. Oh well, my son woke up late and he and he's like, "Mommy, what am I?" And then the mom says, well, what do you feel most like? Do you feel most like a girl or a boy? But, I mean, well, I mean, well, that's not even a question of logic. What did God, what gift did God give him? I mean, yeah. what, what did he come out of your womb with? You know, and I think, you know, you have the media influencing these parents to make them think, uh, or it's not even just the media. It's these religions that they basically get so tossed around and, oh, well, see, spirituality is love, and you have to teach your kids to love everybody, and you have to become the people that you basically love, and you have to be open to all these other different things. Hmm. And that's where the problem comes in, because you want your child to be love everybody, be free spirit, open to all kinds of things. What you just basically said is that your child should be everything, and he can be anything, be everything, do everything he sees, love everything that he sees and does, and basically doesn't have to question it at all. You have turned your child into a robot that can basically pick up any and anything and and can't even, he doesn't, you're basically training your child not to have ethics. Your child has no moral character. You can't you can't expect your child to come out right. You can't expect him to come out psychologically stable if you're going to induce him to that type of thinking. Let's go down that rabbit hole then. You want to go down that rabbit hole? Yes, ma'am. Now, now the, the the movie. Now we're gonna re, we're gonna tie this together. 
the movie is just a co-sign for the acquiescence of recruiting people. You know, like it, it, you got you got gay couples now that are yes, adopting ma'am. children. <laughs> you know, I never so understood that's a that. Co-sign for you know, hey, this is a perfectly normal situation. Two guys together. Now, in the real world, you got two guys that are adopting children. Two women are adopting children. So you know that that acquiescence is going to be there for the people. They're going to reluctantly not like it, but accept it. You know, without any protest. Right. You know. That's that's what I see, and you know. Speaking of that, when you look at the movies, we always agree that movies kind of give a message. And do you remember that movie Trading Places with uh, uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd? Yes, ma'am. Okay, if you think back to that, you know they traded places, and so they know they was telling you then that w- w- we had that within us to wake up, but you know we didn't catch it then. So now they know that. Uh, oh, yes, ma'am. I just thought about what you were saying. Uh-huh. Considering uh-huh. the fact that you had Eddie Murphy, who was, I wanted to think he was a bum, because when I was coming up and I saw that movie, I just thought he was just a, a bum, which, I mean, uh-huh. he was on the street, so he was a bum. That but was then he traded, Right. And then he ended up trading places with this guy, this uh, caucus, or who had just happened to be very well-to-do, and they trade places. But go back, and, wait, wait, wait before you go further. What, how, how, how was that orchestrated? Wasn't it orchestrated by someone else? Gambling. I could gambling. remember. It was a gamble. It was a bet. They it was the gamble. They, they, oh. they it was orchestrated on a gamble, on a bet, and right. it was about right. commerce, one dollar. It was one dollar oh. bet. Right, right. They cast oh, a lot. It was done by the uh, <clears throat> uh, two guys on the stock market. Mm-hmm. Hello. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Now I got to go back and watch that movie again. Oh, it's like You don't say. I didn't know that about that movie because I only, I mean, I only used to see it when I was a kid. Like, when I when I was coming up, I, I've only seen it as a kid. And I never really thought to watch it from that. And I always caught bits and pieces, but I never really saw the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and and then Dan, Dan Ackroyd, the, the Caucasian, and Eddie Murphy, they eventually at the end got together. But the tie there was a woman that was a whore. The battle was a whore. She I tied it all together. But it was orchestrated by the stock up there with some guys on the stock. Right, right, Brother mm-hmm. Matthew and Brother Andrew? Yeah, right. That, yep. To me, that movie was the gateway to the revelation. Because if you go back and you know Brother Priest and the the uh, the, the Order of Melchizedek and different ones coming up then were kind of like preaching this truth, but nobody was really hearing it. You know, right. so mm-hmm. that was kind of like at that era, it was an introduction into the gateway to coming into where we're at now. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it. Hmm. So now what they got to do, what they got to do, they got to have a counteract because if they can support, you know, they can't come in and make war on you. Religion is out right now, uh, altogether now, because we know there were no white Jesus and a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. And so it's an economical war. So what do they do? Uh, Brother Cedric, you talked about it, you and uh, Andrew, Brother Andrew, a while back, maybe months ago, too, about how you think this is an organization of its own now, the gay rights thing and all that. So yeah. they have to. Now they got to get to the children through the cartoons, you know, to, right. 
the seal of the thing because parents out here are two same sexes and they're going and and getting involved now and getting the children. So if we have all these gay people, we can't have children. And then our children are being snatched through the system and put in these homes or so forth and so on. You know what I'm saying? I see the yes. whole big picture. Absolutely. And you, what does the scripture say in Isaiah 3? Doesn't it say that um, children rule the women and the women rule over the men? Hello. <laughs> you know, so they know that these children nowadays, they're growing on up, and they're ruling the women. Isaiah 3 says this. It's not, this is not us, us men saying, oh, you know, the hell with women. Nah, because any man that says that, then he's just not operate, not knowing how he should properly operate. And he's not understanding the order what it means to be the head. What it means to be the head, he has to operate in the image and how the Moses had designed him to be. Mm-hmm. And follow that structure. You know, so at the end of the day, the reason why the children are operating in that manner is because um, the world is given into the hand of the wicked. Exactly. You know, and wicked is just anything that is operating against the course of nature, which is just causing a destructible habit to continuously flow and circulate in that cycle, and it's not supposed to be so. So when the, each individual comprehends their, the conscious state of mind that they're supposed to have, then boom, it's locked and set, and everything will be correct. Well, the start will be there, you know. The start will be there. But until until, until the, 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 the adults start operating how they're supposed to operate, Men start operate how they're supposed to operate, and I heard a lot of a lot of things that Brother Priest had me mention. But one of them is that yo, we gotta stop complaining. Yeah, we gotta stop complaining. Things ain't gonna happen to the way we always plan it. We gotta keep on chucking. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's exactly, Brother Matthew. Well, what do you think? You think they're somewhere? Brother Could you repeat that? I said, what do you think about what, what we were just talking about and what the brothers were singing? Oh, they were breaking up so bad, I didn't understand the word. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just say this. Well, to basically piggyback off of what Brother Andrew said, me and uh, a relative were having this discussion mm-hmm. uh, about the nature of Israel. And uh, basically, uh, I was tying it into uh, real estate and uh, nationhood. And I said, the problem with America is that, and the problem, well, the problem with Israel and why Israel seems to remain suffering is that you look at Israel from the perspective of a woman. And because all nations are referred to a woman in a sense. And I'm not sure exactly why that is, why it's designed that way and why our ancestors basically designed that way. But eventually, once we basically get this real estate down pat, we'll understand it then. But what I did say was, when you look at the nation of Israel as a woman, she suffers because Israel was supposed to basically have only one, only one man over her, mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be the most high. Mm-hmm. Now, here is a conflict of reality here. You have the United States. The United States 
uh, of America was supposed to be a woman, okay? But see, the United States wants to rule over Israel. The woman wants to basically be in a relationship with Israel and wants to rule over Israel. And we know that that in itself is unnatural because we know that it's unnatural for a woman and a woman to be together, mm-hmm. let alone have another woman ruling over another woman. So this is another reason why spiritually our people are so backwards in nature and why our, we have a reprobate mind. Because you look at the nature of the United States basically enforcing their backwards nature on us because they want to be they want to be uh what you want to say uh i guess in, in a homogeneous relationship, but they basically want to be able to rule over us at the same time, like they want to be this feminine nation, but then they want to be able to rule over the children of Israel at the same time and I know that that's where the heads are going. Now we're colliding. The heads are colliding because Israel know that the the relationship that she's in is unnatural. She can't survive if she's having a woman basically trying to rule over her. She's pulling Mm -hmm. out of that, and she's got Mm -hmm. to find her husband. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what did Israel do? Israel say, well, we see this law book here, and the law book says our father is is nature and natural law. It's not America. It's not the United States. <laughs> you don't have any place with me. Mm-hmm. But the United States ain't having that. Nope. So they're going to basically give us all get wine and diner with all these different programs, all these different uh, 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 merchandise. Yeah, let's go give them weeds and New Jordans. They'll buy it. Let's deck her with all these other different necessities that we think that Israel is going to need because we know that deep down inside Israel is a whore. But that's not true because, as Brother Priest said one time before, conditions are subject to change at any time. You cannot expect someone to basically psychologically uh, permanently have a condition and and it basically lasts forever. It doesn't work like that. Because then there's other gratifications. And just so happened, our gratifications came in the form of learning the law. And that was the only thing that was basically able to save Israel. We got to go back to our father, man. The United States can have all this bull crap that they got going on, this indoctrination that they're going on. It's getting to the point to where a lot of people need to think about pulling their kids out of these people's school because now they're basically giving their kid, giving your children Satanism coloring books. Anybody seen that? Mm-mm. That mess? No. Nope. Oh man, Emma, I thought you would have seen that, man. They gave it's a school, I think, in Florida or something like that. They were basically telling it, they they had a table set up where they were giving the kids Satanism coloring books. Mm, mm, I was like, well, yes, Satan, literally, you can Google this, Satanism coloring books. Wow. I was like, let alone you throw a religion at a kid who doesn't know who the hell Satan is, but we'll give it to him anyway. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Mm. Yes, sir. Someone was about to speak. 
No, 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 I was just... I was, that's kind of bad. It's, it's almost just as bad as when they went into the schools about a year or two years ago, tell the children, you turn in your guns, we'll reward you. You know, they're toy guns. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's just... But, you know, that's where everything starts is with the children. You know, they're the future. They figured it out. They figured out that's where it's going to have to start is for the kids. Because if you get in the mind of the kids... You can get uh-huh. them. You can. They remind them nothing like sponges anyway. But, but they're they're nothing but sponges anyway. And if you can get them as a kid, you can get them to do what you want as an adult. Because see, they're already they're already you know they're already fed. They're already full now. So now all you have to do is just uh, get them to carry out the get them to carry out the work. Yeah. And yeah. I uh, was it brother. Uh, Azim, who's in the third degree, he posted a video uh, about hypersexualization of young teenage girls and how everything on TV, from the dolls onto the clothes, on like every, it's like there basically was this transition period where like the Disney Channel basically Disney Channel had a lot of cartoons, a lot of reasonable cartoons, uh, 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 Mickey Mouse and and uh, Donald Duck and all these other different ridiculous, silly things they had on TV at one particular time, but they weren't, they weren't promoting sexuality. And, and, and if they were, you knew how to distinguish these characters. Now yeah. the characters that they very, that they have are very gender neutral. You don't know what the character is. <laughs> really? You see mm-hmm. a pink starfish and you think it's a guy, but the guy is wearing a purse and a dress. And you think, oh, okay, well, then he must be a guy who's wearing a girl. But they'll say, oh, no, he's transgender. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, who comes out and says that? Mm. Jay, I know who says that, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she'll tell you, the priest, the whole time, the guy from the Harry Potter movie, yeah, the priest was gay. It's like, well, what? Like, are you serious? He's going to basically come out years after because you know now the, the gay community has money, so you're going to feed off of that. Anyway, now in the video, now... Disney has stopped promoting these cartoons and family shows, and if they do have the family shows, the parents are either stupid or they're just non they're just uh non they're doing non parenting things mm-hmm. they're not acting like the parents they're acting like children, and the children are ruling over the the, the parents like the girl it's like what you see on Disney Channel is it seems like they're promoting female hypersexuality. Uh, they'll have these girls dressed like grown adults, or, uh, kissing and making out and stuff. And you got ten, eight, seven-year-old little girls sitting in front of the Disney uh, Disney Channel, looking at these girls buying posters. Oh, I want to be like them. Well, what happens when you watch these girls grow up from 12 years old to 17 years old, and then they start being on Disney Channel, and then they start being on BET or MTV or VH1? Or oh, you're going to follow Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus is twerking now. What's your daughter doing? Oh, be like Miley Cyrus. And she twerking now. She used to see Hannah Montana on Disney Channel talking about boys. So now they're grooming these little kids. Wow. It's like, wow, I, and, and when I saw this video, I didn't think of it that way. I tell you, man, these people who have invested in these companies, these Jewish people, they are, it's like a, it's like a mental onslaught. They have really 
saturated the mind of these young children with nothing but false ideas about sexuality and, and, and gender. Now they're telling you, oh, well, God may have decided your gender, but you can decide your sexuality. Like, what the hell kind of message <laughs> to tell a child? Like, you, you don't, they don't even know what that is. Hell, I don't even know what that is. All I know is that you, a man or a woman is supposed to be together, and that is the way nature designed it. But it's like now they're telling you, yeah, God may have designed your gender, but you can be confused, and if you don't like it, just chop it off or tuck it in. It's like... <laughs> You know, that's so wrong, man. It's wrong. It's I, wrong. I got something to throw at you because this is, <laughs> way, this is the way I see it, okay? And, and and I've seen this quote. I remember seeing this quote years ago. You know, and it, it, I think it goes something like, after the game, the king and the pawn go into the same box. <laughs> In other words, at the end of the day, you know, they're going to both go to the same box to be pulled out another day. And then again, the roles will be changed. That's all I can see. Mm. You know? Wow. It's, it's just crazy. crazy. Yeah. And it's so much it's so much going on right now in, in, in the time of history. And a lot of people just, you know, it, it's so much hit and so much impact from, from so many things, from technology to the educational system to the judicial system to the political system. And, and you know, I find a lot of times when people get confused like that, they, they want to, they, they seek answers, you know, and, and they go internally within and they know something's not right, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, even the, even the Caucasians are waking up. A lot of them are very yeah. serious for being told lies, you know, that you see it. They, they are just you know they're beyond you know what they realize that uh they weren't special after all that i was talking to the, today he uh-huh. was telling me that you know um he was telling me that a lot of you know, a lot of, like, he's like, how do you, how often do you go through, through, through scenes of racism? Like, you know, like, do you witness it more? And then he was like, well, you know, I, I realized that, um, I told him, you know, I go through it often, but you know, I only realize it now that I'm older, you know, now that I'm getting older. And then he was like, well, I could see why a lot of, uh, you black people would be upset because, you know, we, you know, we were the ones that, we, you know, we white people were the ones that, you know, created law. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, no, no, actually, no, you're not, you know. It's funny because in history, and I was like, it's funny because y'all call yourself white people, but in history, a lot of times when they use the term white people, it had nothing to do with skin color. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, when he said that, he was like, I see his mouth drop, like, in front of me. Like, his mouth opened, and then he was, like, stumbled. He was like, oh. <laughs> like damn, he knows. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But we we got natural eyes. We can see. I right. have never in my life. Now, don't get me wrong. In my younger days, when when people were more apt to be their natural colors, I mean, the Caucasians used to be real pale, where you could see their blue veins. You could actually see their yeah. veins and flat behinds, etc. Well, now it's getting to the point where all this interbreeding and in food and stuff. 
stuff, you know. But I have never, honestly, now you guys tell me, I've never seen a pure white person or a pure black person. I mean, black where you outside, you look like the road, you know, or something of that nature. Exactly. I, I've, I've never seen it. All of them. And then the the common thing here is, you know how to put them to rest, I mean, on a on a very nice level. Uh, at the end of the day, a Caucasian, if they had a child by any other race in the world, that child could come out, of, you know, that that predominantly that other races. Uh, so that shows you the the power of your gene, your seed. You see? Yeah. That's common sense. That is common sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. We, you know, the simplicity has really just passed us by. We don't believe what we see no more. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then most of the people just don't think it's possible because. Because there's been so many opportunities for uh, evolution to show its face. Mm. Um, so that so uh, so they believe. Mm-hmm. And they're evolving, evolving. No, no one's evolving. If anybody is evolving, you need to point me to them because we're still, everybody's still doing the same thing that they've been doing for the last <laughs> 400 years. I mean, well, where did they evolve? Yeah. I mean, I I want to see it, like you know, but yeah. um, well, I, it, I think. It, oh, go ahead, Emma. You're saying evolve. So think about it. In evolution, was it supposed to be the evolution was supposed to be from a ape to a man, right? Well, why is it still apes if there was an evolution? Evolution. Why? Why do we still have physical gorillas, apes, or whatever? Why? If they're if yeah. the evolving. You you know, the, I think the whole idea with that. Is and 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 this is where I think the Caucasoids really messed up with this whole idea with uh, that particular in, uh, in, uh, circumstance because they never really banked they never really count on us asking the questions. Mm-hmm. See, they just thought that we were going to just go along with it because they already in their mind had it set up that black people were stupid. <laughs> All of Africa mm-hmm. was just savagery. I mean, nothing good can come out of Africa. Mm-hmm. And we don't expect them to basically believe everything that we uh, we don't we expect them to we expect them to be just as so stupid and dumb that they would believe that uh, the sky can you know basically slip up from the sky and basically fall mm-hmm. up underneath us because we'll tell them what we want them to mm-hmm. with them to know, and that's how they basically. I'll I'll give you another example, perfect example. I think if I don't, if I haven't posted it, I need to go back and post it if I can find it. Uh, There's an article I found at um, at the Savannah State University uh, uh, archives. We have a uh, database uh, where the students can basically go in and pull out information from Galileo and JSTOR, you know, where we can basically start pulling peer-reviewed articles so that we can do uh, term papers and stuff. And I, when I'm in classes, I'm usually not really fixated. The first couple of weeks of class, I'm not really fixated on what's going on in the class. I'm so much as trying to figure out what I can do for my nation. What can I do to study? That's pretty much all I'm doing. So I'm always looking up something about black Jews, Moorish Jews, and all this other different stuff. And I stumbled across this archive of African-American newspapers. And in the newspaper, there was just one that they were basically talking about uh, uh, Jews, but I stumbled across the part in the newspaper where they were talking about how the Jews of antiquity were very rustic in color. Basically, mm-hmm. they were dark in color, and this is what it says. Mm-hmm. But then, it, and here is the 
freaking cherry on the top of the cake because I just knew that they really never really count on African American. And this is African American African American newspaper. Mm-hmm. They bet they they count on the fact that. African Americans are never going to question the idea behind why whites are saying these things. So they go on to say that, oh, well, they were black. They used to be black, but because they migrated to the north and the temperatures were so low, they turned white. Huh? Really? 1870, 1860-something, and someone's writing something like that, and Negroes are just eating it up because the white people told them to mess like that. And now we're in 2015, and black folks have been going through winter and winter and winter, and (laughs) I am am 29 years old, and I still am as chocolate as I can remember coming out of my mom's womb. And I went through many winters and never shed any color. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, these white folks have really got to start apologizing for some of the things that their ancestors have wrote because they are lies. Like, who writes this stuff, man? They, but you know what? They're trying to make that a reality because the, the lotions and stuff that they put all that crap in, you can believe you get out of that tub and the, the fluoride, fluoride in the tub, you pretty well all kind of white to you. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I agree today. They're trying to make it happen. <laughs> but it was like when I read that, I was like, you can't be serious, right? Wow. And then you have, I remember before I came into the nation, I actually had a conversation. <clears throat> With a, a guy, he was going back and forth about how African Americans weren't the real Israelites because some, you know, uh, J one E three whatever the little uh, hyplo haplotype thingy numbers they be doing with all that stuff. Uh, he and then he basically wanted to say because when the Israelites migrated to Europe, they turned white. I say, are you serious? Like, are you really going to tell me? that you believe that cold weather can make you turn white. And I'm sitting here, I was like, first of all, you have to consider the fact that the parents did procreate and that no. they, Shalom. Uh, no, no, my bad. I, I, was, I just want to be, I thought I wasn't heard. Um, my bad for interrupting. No, no, no problem, bro. I'm almost done. I'm thinking to myself, you can't be serious going around repeating and regurgitating those types of things when, in, in all actuality, if you look at how society, society really hasn't changed in the way that they have procreated uh, uh, human beings or uh, men and women have been procreating for the last couple of years or a couple of thousand years, if you will. I mean, when black folks produce babies, they still produce some black. And then if they do have an albino child, that child, he procreates with another albino, they may produce another albino, and so on and so forth. But you never hear anything about, oh, white folks basically going in the sun and basically turning into an eggplant. You never heard about black folks going into some snow mountain and, and turning into an ice cube. That just don't make no sense to me. <laughs> These people... Man, I I guarantee you, before when this is all over, these people gonna apologize, man. I'm serious. Whether they gonna, whether they gonna, either they gonna do it or they're gonna be made to do it, cause this stuff is ridiculous, man. You can wake up your whole life making people believe lies like that just so that you can get along. I can't do that. Sorry, can't do it. No, I you. And, and you know, and you know what's so funny about that because they say 
cold temperature, you know, the cold temperature makes your skin color change. Yeah, but even, <laughs> even, even in Jerusalem, it snowed every here now and then. Like, it never went mm-hmm. a full year without it snowing. So, that, like, you know, it's it's real preposterous to find out how, as you said, uh, you know, people just eating all the information and they're not reasoning with it. And, you know, one of the reasons, I guess, is because, you know, nowadays, even in school, I hear this all the time. You ask a teacher, you ask the teacher, how did you come to that? How do you, how do you come to this? How, you know, yeah, I know how, I know what the answer is, but how do you get to that? And he, his answer is, oh, you know, that's just how it is. Don't worry about how you get to it. And that's the problem that a lot of us are, are, are suffering and, and being taught to just soak that in your brain. Don't worry about how you get to the answer. Just just know what the answer is, and you're good. That's all you need to know. But the problem is, when you read the scriptures, the scripture the scriptures doesn't tell you how. Uh, it doesn't tell you what to think. It teaches exactly. you to think. And as you learn more to think, it shows you how you should think. That's properly and proper according to the course of nature. Mm-hmm. That that that's the difference with the whole Babylon system and the whole size system. Babylon system is just going to tell you the answer, and it's not going to tell you how you derive to the answer. And then you're going to be confused if you try to get the answer in a different manner than what you were taught. That's mm-hmm. what the term Babylon is known to be, right? Confusion. But with the more yep. size way, the more size glory is shown throughout all courses of nature. And you're going to see the effects of nature from the trees, from the animal, anything that has energy, and anything that has energy, you're going to be able to express that same um, that that you're gonna be able to express that same uh, uh, um, uh, essence in many different forms, but you can always know where you gotta start from, and wherever you start from, you can always bring it back to where you can always bring it back to where you start from. You're always gonna start and end, and to continue on from there, right? Mm-hmm. Like cycle, you know, and and um, I, you know, with that you, with that you. Wow, I, I I think what's uh interesting about the the whole thing that what you're saying is, you look at uh, America today, they um you know there's a new religion, uh being made every day. Mm-hmm. But what I think is really being what's so interesting about these religions is that when it comes to a lot of uh young uh, uh young kids and young adults. They're, they're taught these religions, and then when they try to go to school, they can't basically come to a conclusion about what it is they've learned in these religions because the schools basically have this set uh, set curriculum, and the teachers basically have to follow it. So then when they say, oh, well, I learned this in this religion, and this religion says this, but see, they can't exercise that religion because we can't basically conform to a religion to basically make your religion uh supersede what this curriculum has uh set uh, uh what its set agenda is i can't basically say that christianity is pretty much that i it, it's kind of confusing cuz like they'll have like this curriculum for the classes where it's like the teachers are just saying this stuff but they want the, they, they it's like they want the kids to basically be proactive in learning the stuff, but they don't want them to necessarily 
uh, give their feedback into how they think these things actually do work. And then most of the time when the kids do try to suggest things on how these things work, they'll put, you know, religion in it. And the first thing the teachers will do is just kind of like, mm, I don't know, no. But see, no, it's not like this and it's not like that. Because, see, this is what the curriculum says, and this is what I learned from the book, or this one I learned from some book that I used in college, or this book or that book. But none of this, you know, I guess most of it is just like history and stuff like that. But the history try they they basically put the history in perspective where it has no kind of no no kind of uh religious influence at all. They'll put a name here and there, but they'll try to make it seem like it has nothing to do with it because they know that if they did that, they have to basically go back to the original source for a lot of the things that they are teaching in these classes, and they know a lot of this stuff has to deal with these Israelites because they know that they were the ones who were going around and they were civilizing these people, you know. And I guess that could trigger a whole lot of different light bulbs in a lot of students' heads too because then they'll start going to read these books. But, no, they say send the kids to the public schools, we'll raise your kids, we'll keep your children, and we'll teach them what they need to know only for your kids to basically end up not edified. Mm-hmm. They'll just be walking around, bunch of zombies, having no lacking moral, no no moral character at all whatsoever. That's just that's wow. just some BS, man. We, you know, when you speak of religion, see, <clears throat> to me, you know, coming from the old school and learning, you know, certain things. I mean, denomination. Okay, you got denominations. You know, when people used to walk up to me, I used to be a Catholic. Then I got out of that because I was under that when I was young. Under my parents, once I grew up, got out of that. So a lot of times, people run up and say, "What is your denomination?" And then you have somebody else say, "Well, what is your religion?" And you know, see, the, the dip, see, a lot of people don't understand the, the the concept of religion and denominations. Religion is the study of God or gods, and denominations uh-huh. what a, a sector you're with in that organization representing under that religion. And then you think about um, there's thirty three thousand plus denominations of religion, but there's four thousand mm. some odd uh, religions or beliefs. You know, in, of, wow. of a, a god or god. So, you know, when you speak of religion, that that's another word that's put out there freely that are are confusing the people. And also, I learned etymologically, denomination basically means division, <laughs> and it all goes back Obviously. to commerce again. You know, in, in simple math, they in school they teach you all these old crazy geology, algebra, and uh, all that crazy calculus and all that. But the simplicity is the uh, uh, you know math and adding and subtracting and multiplying applying as well as reading and writing. So at the end of the day, I go back to, in commerce, what are the numbers? I'll yield. Yes, ma'am. Wow. That's just interesting, man. It just goes to show you, we just got a whole lot of, we got a whole lot, we got a long way to go before we get out of this maze. Because <laughs> it's like, it's, it, no, seriously, man, because they have this, they have this, they have this network, well, they have this system set up in place that they strategically put together to, you know, to keep everybody, like, they just know that they're going to, everybody, they, they knew how to cater to the psychology of that particular person and that particular class, and that, that they really knew how to do it. 
That's capitalism. And yeah. you know, I just actually found out the real read, uh, meaning of capitalism last night. Even though I must have been reading, even though I must have been reading the Black's Law Dictionary now for the last three years, and I didn't realize, I didn't think to look up the word capitalism. But it's the counting of the head. It's the price yeah. of a person. Yep. Yep. It's the it's the price. Every person has a price. Yeah. And uh, that's what uh, it is. And um, you know, I and Ema and everybody else on the on the line, you know that that's um, you know, we started talking about earlier. Uh, Cedric kind of touched upon it earlier. He said, um, you know, uh, something about the bride, right? Um, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, Probably. you know that you know that Israel, Israel is a nation, and and Israel Israel is that holy nation, that peculiar people. But what makes them peculiar is for the fact that where they're going to be placed, where they're supposed to be placed. Mm-hmm. See that holy mountain, so it's a land. And then you talk about capitalism. You know the counting of the heads because mm-hmm. the amount of heads that the more heads, the more value the land has. Uh-huh. You know, so <laughs> it's funny because um, I was checking something out. Um, you know, this whole Netanyahu thing, and he's trying to point fingers out on Iran and Iraq. Or I keep getting get going confused, but I think he's talking about Iran and having that whole issue with the bombing and them creating nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, at this moment in time, that while that's happening, there's another dude. I don't know if y'all heard about some individual who's trying to claim the whole. He's trying to claim the whole right to the whole land. He's trying to claim all rights to the whole land of Israel. This one dude, you know, this one. Uh, well, not come call him by his name. He go by the name of um, uh, Rabbi Hosha Mariel. Oh boy, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's trying heard to his name. the whole land of Israel. He basically saying from the tribe of Ephraim, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, trying yeah. to figure out about that guy. Um, he got a whole um, got a whole lot going on with him. Um, I've been meaning to ask Brother Priest about that guy. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, because I only just found out about him, with like, um couple of, only the last couple of months, and um, they're basically saying that he just a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, his uh, nation that he's with and some other people got acknowledged as the tribe of Ephraim by the rabbis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, that was a little sketchy because I was thinking to myself, well, if you are, you you are Israel, and you are the tribe of Ephraim. Why would you need rabbis to basically recognize you? Hmm. Look like you would be trying to recognize them as real Jews because you have that power, you know. But I guess at the end of the day, they still don't get this whole, you know, because there's a lot of people who are entering into these camps and starting in these nations and stuff, and they still haven't strategically figured out how to place themselves outside of the box. And where they always and where they always run into these bumps in the road is just that, placing themselves outside the quote-unquote box. And they, and they, go, they still have to do with these rabbis, you know, getting recognition from them and stuff like that. I just thought it was a little bit funny. Um, but you know, 
you know, it'll it'll come out in the wash. You know, it's already been done. Uh, they're basically trying to get uh, land rights to Israel. And I'm sitting there thinking, is how is that going to basically, uh, how is that going to work out? Isn't that going to conflict with the people who are already in Demona, Israel? Um, what, are they, like, what are they going to do, you know? Well, like, how is that going to work? Did you get a chance to see the articles on um, the Jews talking about going back to Ukraine? Yes, you know, ma'am, I did. Occupy it. Okay, so that, let's tie that in because at one time in history, the, we didn't have the technology we have today as far as the DNA testing and blood testing. Now, how are they going to get out? You know, the, the whole issue is if the chosen ones, that remnant of people that's supposed to go back, if they stand up and claim their nationality, proof by not only the history, but the law aspect of it, conducting law and having your, your business fairs right, also the bloodline, the blood. And, and yes. they've been testing a lot of Indians over here and the Jews and, and Netanyahu, you know who I'm talking about, the prime minister. He basically was speaking on something about DNA the other day, bloodline. So, okay, so how you see what's happening here? It, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, and then also, um, what's his name over there in, in uh, Russia? What's his, Putin? Putin? There's a lot of stuff going on with Putin. Now we know the Snowdens try to come back, and, you know, they talk about treason or whatever with that. The the, the, the uh, senators over here are committing treason, really, if you look at it te- technically. They're, they have committed treason because they went behind the, the, you know, so do you see what's happening now? It's all starting to... Then the tribe of people, the tribe of Dan, they have went and, and, and did a mass exodus of the, uh, the tribe of Dan where they're at and brought them to Israel. This just all this just happened in the last four or five years, and it's starting to you know take on shape and form because if if we left black and came back white, the land is not going to be at rest until it, it's it's totally that occupant of that land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That occupation does have to cease, though. But how? But you know, the thing is, I really don't think that that whole occupation is what it actually is. Because I honestly think they just really just set up shops so that they can kind of like break down the Middle East. They only took so, over. They're killing right, them. They're killing them right, and taking their homes. Right. Because again, because I told this young lady this the other day, I say it's. I say. All this is is about uh, uh, land purchasing and stuff. I say what they're really trying to do is they're trying to get the land over there because all this is nothing but real estate. But it's mm-hmm. a real estate to a whole nother level because we haven't really tapped into that 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 level that they're actually on and what they're actually doing just yet. You know, we had the fundamental and the basis of it. But what I what I started to see and I started to notice is that, like you said. All of this stuff about Israel basically being no more in 10 years, well, it looked like they had a time frame in order to be over there and do what it is that they needed to do. And it looked like they're getting it done because now you have them trying to go back to Russia, which Uh is the place where a lot of those people actually came from. Like the majority of the people, Mm -hmm. a lot of the people who are calling themselves Jewish, they came from that area in Russia. A lot of them are Russian Jews. And if you read the book about the Nibris, a lot of the, it tells you that a lot of those people who have invested in Zionism and the Nibris and the ADL, they're an all Russian Jews. The people who um who are dealing with the Rothschilds, 
they're pretty much, I think they're Russian Jews, but so much, you know, if I can remember, I think, I think they're Russian Jews or they're German Jews. They're all the one, but you know, Russian and the Russians and the Germans all do have the same bloodline. So, I mean, it was only natural for them to all stick together anyway, but you know, one is a little bit more dominant than the other because one just has, uh, one has industry. Mm-hmm. These Russian Jews have industry. They have the know-how. They know how to get. They know how to get it done. They know how to. They know guerrilla warfare and all this other different stuff with the Romans and the English and all these folks. They know how to colonize. Mm-hmm. They're, they're good at it. Colonizing. Did they just Salam. Oper- Salam. It, was, it was in 1948 that they occupied Russia. I mean, uh, Israel. So it, they haven't been in there for hundreds of years. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, hey brother. Salam. Yes. This is what I had to um I'm gonna be coming off the phone right now. I'm trying to I gotta do this um I gotta get a rest up. I gotta get up in a few hours to go do some stuff. So No problem, brother. Uh we'll be here next week, man. Okay, yeah, I have you been doing okay, I, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm just um yeah, I'm tired. Right. No, I'm not tired, but I'm gonna be tired when I get on up. I gotta do this, <laughs> this thing. Okay. So. But, um, well, go ahead and I, do the same, brother. I haven't I haven't been um able to make it on because I don't know my phone service my phone um my phone my phone carrier they've been acting up on on, on the on the service so mm. uh, okay mm-hmm. well we're certainly glad to hear from you yes sir appreciate it. as well as myself you know good to hear from everyone on the line as well uh is Matthew Matthew still on the line no Shalom I'm still here. Okay, yeah, um, Shalom. I'm gonna. Um, we're supposed. To, uh, I listened to the previous recording. I know we're supposed to go through a, um, I guess, um, a, a purchase. Uh, the purchase is supposed to give you a, a, a car or something uh-huh. of that sort. So I'm gonna hit you up on the. Is the best not to hit you up on the university site. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I tried to hit you. I was. I was gonna hit you, up, but I realized that you haven't been on, so I don't know if you were gonna check it or not. What's your name? Is your name Matthew? Uh, does it have Matthew, Matthew in your name? <clears throat> Matthew Judah Ben Israel. Okay, it's the same, the same individual. All right, then. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hitting you up in a bit, then. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, I'll be looking forward for it. All right, I'm take care. Uh, All right, more hey, than that, but I appreciate. It. Shalom. Who who is speaking? Though? Is that brother Cedric? No, that's brother Andrew, brother. Brother Andrews, all right, Brother Andrews. That's uh, they they are the German Ashkenazi Jews. No, that was Brother Cedric. That was oh Cedric. no, no. Okay, that, when we were talking about right, the salam German salam. Ashkenazi, okay, so they are German salam. Ashkenazi Jews. Yeah, yeah, they're German Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, if you actually go back and look around the 1700s, uh, they all came in the lands because they was uh, around 1777, 1778. Uh. It was only it was almost about two hundred on uh, two thousand uh Jewish that was on the in the uh southern areas. And okay. uh they they didn't want to make Charleston, South Carolina the capital. So and they didn't want to do it because the Moors was here. So okay. what they did was they brought the Ashkenazi German Jews here, um, mm. to out actually outbeat the numbers of the uh the two thousand uh Free Moors uh, entities that was here. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It, and just you know, 
that's truth. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, matter of fact, uh, Brother Cedric, you remember the documents that I, I sent you? Is that brother? Uh, is this brother? Um, brother Ramya? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah I, I understand that, but you also have to definitely remember this, brother. You remember, Jew, Judaism is a religion, and most definitely there were more than just German. There were more than just German Jews. Well, you know, man, I, 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 I was just, I was just, uh, I was just touching on on that area. I mean, of course, there are more Jews because I mean. It was. It's like all the nations. They trying to pit. They try all. Everybody trying to be like us. You know what I'm saying. So they trying to take something away from us to keep us going after this one religion. You know. So I mean, it just to keep us in idolatry. So I mean, it was all a all of a, a point of actually capturing us. I mean, yeah, when they done that, we weren't oh, under religion. We are. We're under theocracy, the go- a form of government. See, right. That's, that's, that's the problem. See, with them, we, if, they don't want us to get back to government. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. So they that, gave us religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. gave us religion, but we had been practicing what they thought was religion. We had been practicing theocracy the whole time. Mm-hmm. So what Ema was basically alluding to was that what they were basically doing is they were setting up shop. So that basically they can extract all the the uh, the uh, I guess you could say the uh, natural resources from there, and then basically route all of that back to back to their homeland. But it seemed like the focal point of all of this basically ended up back in Russia. And I don't really know if anybody actually kept up with this because I know China at last year was pretty much like the main focus. When you hear about China and Russia. China and Russia, Russia, China and Russia. About Russia want to go to war with uh, the United States. Oh, yeah, I know that. I, I've been hearing about that lately. But what a lot of folks ain't realized is how Russia has kind of like become like the central figure in all of this. It's just only a couple of weeks ago when I basically started, well, actually, like maybe a, maybe a couple of weeks to a month ago where I had posted this information um, from this Bernard Briss book talking about the protocols of Zionism basically coming out of Russia. And I list it in the book. It basically gives the author, because if anybody noticed, like when you po- when, if you ever go and look up the protocols of Zion on the Internet, it never lists an author. They don't have an author for it, but for some reason they basically located the author in this book, which was written back in like the early... 1900s, maybe I think, and um, they translated this from a from a Russian uh, from a Russian rendition of the uh, Protocols of Zionism, which basically was written out of uh, out of uh, Russia. But what I never could understand is how did they become? Well, no, I take that back. I think I understand a little bit more. If anybody remember uh, familiar with the Thirteen Tribes book. Russia basically they uh they bombarded the Khazars at one particular point. But I yeah. guess there's no mention that the Khazars basically over they made basically overtook them, maybe overtook the Russians as well and basically intermixed with all those people as well just to kinda of establish themselves and then they moved over into to Germany. But yeah, they, I they guess, made it. Brother oh, they made it. Huh? They did made it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did made. 
I, and they would have no choice because they, they had been overrun by the Russians. They had basically become overran by the Russians that uh, 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 for quite some time. But the one thing I noticed is that they ended up moving west. But and then in this book that I basically had, and I can't basically speak in absolute about this book because it, it, you know, no one really uh, knows for sure. But it seemed like all of the stuff that's in that particular book basically made itself surface through commerce. Like all this stuff basically seems to be falling into place, and it just so seems so happened that Russia just seemed to resurface as a, a country of interest in everything. What was it? It was only a couple of weeks ago. Brother Priest had basically announced that the United States just decided to start purchasing all their oil from Russia, of all the places in the world, when it was basically saying that they have nothing to offer, saying that Russia had to get a bailout from China. These people. I, I, I saw an article that uh, Russia actually bought NASA here in the United States. What was this? Um, that was probably about a year or two now. Me and brother Z talking about that. A factor? Yeah, they've been they've been a factor because um the United States actually owe Russia as long as they um as well as uh China. Well, I know they owe well, China, but I didn't. Well, you know they formed that brick. Russia and, and they're working about getting their own. You know, Russia, China. You know, a brick, Brazil. You know, they formed that brick where you know they go they. They pulling out as far as uh, the currency too. So yeah, you know. yeah. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say Russia. If you know, uh, they got icons over there. They they don't they got set up their uh, you know statues of uh, us Negro saints and stuff. I mean they they don't suppress the information that America does. And, and and they just killed that guy over there for because he was getting ready to reveal something about Putin and Russia. So who knows what's going on? Go ahead, brother. Wait a minute, sister. I mean, Emil, you said uh, that a guy died over there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they ago? just killed one of. Uh, well, I can't think of the the man's name. He was um uh, out there advoca- advocating against uh, Putin. They just, you know, he was supposed to speak. I think it was last week or, or last week. He was supposed to go speak, and they killed him. You know, they killed him, shot him. Oh wow. Like, yeah, so he was he was saying he was going to reveal some information. <laughs> so oh. you know, he's no longer here. And, and, hmm. and you know Snowden's talking about coming back. See, it's, it's all starting to tie together. Yeah, and, you don't say. Yeah, something ain't fishy about that. Cause once one time, all of all of a sudden, China was supposed to be the new world power. Hmm. But then I I was just like, it's something oh, brother, real interesting. Yeah, brother, China China actually uh, is about to shut down. Uh, I don't know something with the national bank. I was reading in an article um, that. The United States dollar bills is about to be shut down, and they're about to get uh, some currency by China or something like that. Hmm. What? Yeah. Okay, so now China has basically. Well, I mean, we knew this. I mean, I kind of knew that for we. I think we were talking about this back in January, where they were saying that China had bought the Federal Reserve. Y'all yeah. remember saying that? Yeah, China brought the Federal Reserve. This is actually two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, two, actually, no, not two years ago. Well, it was January of 2014. That's when they revealed it. But and, I'm going um, to also tell you this, too, that um, I, I don't know the power. I, I forgot the name of the person that's in power in Spain, 
but they was actually they actually sent an article out saying that they want the true Jews back to uh back in Spain to reclaim their uh their citizenship. Yeah, yeah but I would be careful mm-hmm. with that because that puts them back up under that you know slavery. Exactly, that yeah. puts them back under the jurisdiction. That's trickery. <laughs> But I did find an article on NASA purchases uh, more Soviet seats from Russia. So it's not, it's not so much that Russia purchased NASA, you know, it's just the, the, the available official seats that they're providing, you know. Uh huh. Mm. This is a 2000, I mean, February 7th, 2015 article, you know. Oh, it, wow. It, you know, I mean, they're not going to let Russia come over here and purchase nothing for them like that. But, that, you know, it's dealing with, if you go into and read it a little bit further, it's dealing with, you know, the board, you know, and things of that nature. Uh, it, I really one thing. Uh-huh. Whoever's, who's ever running this show, they really got their pawns out. They uh-huh. got their pawns in place. Like, you, you can see a chess game going on here. Oh, yeah. And they have everybody in their place. I was just saying this the other day. I say you have the Saudis, you have the uh, you have uh, President Netanyahu of Israel, you got Obama, you got Putin, you got Kim Jong, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I won't call him Hot Dog at one time because I didn't know his name. <laughs> and, um, you have all these people that are set in place, but mostly all these people are controlled by the banknote. Mm-hmm. They're all controlled by the federal dollar, and I couldn't help but think. Oh, as a matter of fact, there was a somebody did a YouTube video about this. They were saying that there's only three. There were five countries, but now there are only three countries left that doesn't have the Federal Reserve. And mm-hmm. guess what country that just so happened to be? One of the countries just so happened to be Iran. Oh, yeah, yeah, Iran, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it makes so much sense as mm-hmm. to why Netanyahu is basically uh, uh, alluding to this fact that uh, Iran has this nuclear weapon program. But you didn't hear nothing about Iran stating that they have a nuclear weapon pro- Well, at least I haven't heard anything about it. I've heard people say that Iran has it. But you never really had Iran come forth and they actually admitted it. Mm-hmm. And if they did admit to having it, I don't see how it's fair that Iran doesn't have it, but Israel has it. Like, that just, that don't make sense to me. And the one thing I keep hearing Netanyahu throw up is Israel has the right to defend itself. Yeah, if someone is bothering you. Nobody is thinking about Israel. Mm-hmm. Y'all been sitting there for the last... 60, 70, 90 years antagonizing other people because you're trying to build over there. Y'all trying to connect this little empire through the United States and Europe. And them folks is like, well, you can't do that with our land. You're not going to do it with us. They're just like, look, we're going to do it by force. They're, they're, they're basically trying to do it by force. Anybody hear about uh, this tearing down of the pyramids? They're trying to tear down the pyramids. Yeah, and other uh, and other famous buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. So they done basically ransacked the the with the the uh, the, the uh, different artifacts in Assyria. Now they're trying to tear down the the pyramids. They're trying to do a whole do, they're trying to do a whole reconstruction over there. 
Well, wouldn't it make sense if you go in and rob somewhere, raid it, you're going to want to cover up the, the, the you know, the evidence? <laughs> yeah, but I was just so more focused on the fact that they're tearing down this historic, this nostalgic artifact right. that's been on right. there forever, only right. because... I was just thinking it was kind of like a reconstruction thing because maybe they somehow bought out the con- they probably bought these people out and saying, well, now we got to force these people off the land. We got to take the people take the place by force, and they're creating all these different organizations to go ahead and do it. But they're trying to make it seem like they're Islamic extremists uh, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I, we kind of, you know, and there's already these notions about the United States sponsoring them. I'm like, no, the United States isn't sponsoring them. The United States created those, just like they created Israel. Hello? Exactly. <laughs> they created the United States. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, they're nothing but companies. They're nothing but corporations. They went, they set those things up over there just so that they can go ahead and start clearing those folks out somehow though somehow some something in those contracts must have uh uh must have alluded these must have alluded the United States into thinking that now we have the right to go over there and tear down these countries and rebuild. Because now they're tearing down artifacts over there. The pyramids have been around forever. I don't know anybody that would want to tear down a pyramid. But they're about how, they're talking about tearing it down. How you feel about that? Well, what I feel about it is I feel like, hey, you know, that's that's wrong. You know, but then what can I do? Because I don't live over there, but it's the fact that, wow, so now you're it's, now it's really showing its face that their intentions of rebuilding over there uh, in terms of not just democracy, but just rebuilding the whole country is pretty much self-evident because now you tear down the artifacts. So now it's very now it's in the face, and, I, and what's even more sad is that people don't see it that way. Just like they couldn't see that that bombing with the, with the trade centers that was a sham. The brother just read that when well, Ema and the brother had read the article what, a couple of months ago about how they did the dem, how what it looked like was a bomber was actually a demolition bomber because the guy who basically had bought that building had the he had the right to basically demolish it, and and, and it, it looked it like someone drove the build, uh, burned down the trade center, but it was a demolition because the dude was going to basically reconstruct it because he had the right to reconstruct it. Reconstruct it. It's the same thing that they're doing over there in the Middle East. But they're trying to make it seem like, oh, it's so much war, everybody, it's so much turmoil, and just instead of saying we're rebuilding. Hey, but, that's but what they should just say. They're just rebuilding. They're building on their land. If that's what they want to call it, but I don't know. I guess because they don't want to alert the, the civilians that, hey, you know, we're we're doing the same thing that we did to the Indians uh, uh, 500, 700 years ago. We're, we're, we're still in your land. You might want to go find some places to stay. Mm-hmm. They don't want to alert those folks. So then they just going over there and just making it like they just ransacking their places and stuff. No, man, they basically officially setting up shops. And Israel just kind of like, look, we done did what we came and did. Uh, came and did. We're about to go home. We're going mm-hmm. back to Russia. Mhm, mhm. And they—they gonna leave. Wow. And they destroying all the stuff to leave to leave no evidence because you know, I mean, if 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 we if the chosen or the people were to go back to their land, you know, and and you go into these these sites and you see on the walls what was the containments of this tomb or what have you, then we have the right to claim that from whoever's got it. You see, right. But if you totally demolish it over and 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 
you know, destroy the evidence. You, you're talking about years of excavation. It would be more years of excavation before you can. Back you know, back exactly. Exactly. I hope, you know, I, I, what I'm hoping and I'm praying is that, that these will eventually, they'll be stopped. I, I know yeah. they'll be stopped, and I'm hoping that it's not what I think it is, where they're just basically ignoring these contracts that they had with these people and then just going over there and just moving and colonizing these lands because it's really going to come back on them. I would hate to have I would hate to have to be them and think that oh we'll get away with it because we know the law and we know politics and we got this under control. Mm-hmm. Well, keep on thinking that. And why? And another thing. Now I, I was just reading an article the other day. This doesn't really have anything to do with Iran or anything, but this has everything to do with this Monsanto gig they got going on now, where they're creating these GMO apples that don't brown. Man, I'm nervous because I love apples. I'm serious, wow. man. They can, now they're playing with the fruits. They're saying they done passed the law for the apples. Now they're doing the oranges, the pears, the cherries, and the bananas. And I go to the grocery store and buy bananas faithfully. They are yeah, really... I saw the article, too. Man, if you saw the article, man, yeah. that thing messed me up, man, because I was just like, you got people who are out here starving to keep from dying. Y'all all like they don't get it, and then they wonder why people are coming up with cancer. These people are literally start now. The people about they like the people feel like now they gotta starve in order to survive now because they don't want to contaminate their body bodies with cancer causing food. Mm. But you know all of this connected. They put the cancer in the food to keep the people sick so that they can keep the money coming from these from these medical companies and all this other different stuff. Man, this this is people here are sick, man. A sick individual who would think like that. Yeah. Yeah. No compassion. Yeah. That they have no you know, it's just that's that ego. Yeah, man. More than that, people just nuts. But you know, at the end of the day, the rich, okay, can have all that they have and show and sport and boast about, and the poor have nothing and living in conditions that are worse than some dog. But at the end of the day, both of them going, both parties are going to have to be buried in the same type of form in a grave. You know what I'm saying? And I was just have, thinking. They have to answer. I was just thinking about something. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, I know Brother Neil. Uh, mentioned this, you know, he was saying um, uh, he was speaking on how, you know, eventually we resurrect this temple, we can basically take these people to court. Uh And I was just thinking to myself, we can do more than that. And I just, I, you know, at one point I was just kind of like it, I don't want to, I wouldn't encourage the behavior of these monsters because they already get, they already have an edge based off the things that they do because there's no one to, they feel like there's no one to catch them or stop them, even though they have it out in the open, they're very overt about it. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, okay, well, you're monopolizing all of this other different stuff. But, you know, what they fail to realize is the same thing that they're doing now is the same thing, I'm assuming, happened to the Moors, which is why the Roman Catholic Church was able to seize all their property the way that they did. Uh Uh But what I was thinking is 
the same way that they're going around and monopolizing all this other different stuff, it is actually beneficial for us because yeah. at some point we know who's doing this, and there'd be nothing to go and depose these people and basically incorporate their property under our trust. Like, seriously, it was – and then what? They already pretty much own, like, half of the whole world. It would be nothing now. You depose them, take that. That happened back in the in in the antiquity. The yeah. disposing of, and it happened in the slavery day. It, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Take them, bankrupt them, and put, take all their belongings and exactly. put it right under our trust. And it will be, I mean, it will be actually, and, and, and the thing that would make it more easy is that it will be on paper. Mm-hmm. It would definitely be easier because everything is situated now on paper, and, you know, all things are situated in contracts. We have a contract with these folks, but we can also create a contract with these folks in the form of a bond based right. on all the things that these people have done, and it's all in the open. These folks better hope and pray that, it's, which is going to happen because, I mean, people are waking up too fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody's waking up really fast nowadays. They're catching on quick. Yeah. But somehow, some shape or form, I don't care where they go, they always end up in these Hebrew religions. Or these Hebrew camps, or something to do with Hebrew. And once they really, once this whole thing pops off, mm-hmm. man, these all these tribes come back together. I say tribes. I'm gonna say this. The why I said it like that is because today I was looking at this commercial for Ancestry.com, and it was just like, let us help you find your ethnic group. Mm. I said ethnic group. <laughs> oh, really? I say, so, oh, now you're using DNA to help them find their ethnic group. Oh. There were no ethnic groups back then. There were tribes. Wow. I say, but these are play on words. These are play on words. But anyway, I, would, I say. I went, in, I went in Walmart, and uh, they have this right in the front near the um, checkout counters. They had this big old display stand with sunglasses on them. And the sunglasses had different patterns, more like on the uh, aspect of cultural uh, Africa or something like that. And you know what the name of the sunglasses are? They're called Tribe. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They're called Tribes. Yeah, Tribes. Yeah. Um, But going back to that whole... uh, that whole um uh what is it uh what was I saying uh, eth- uh ethnic yeah. group or something like that mm-hmm. yeah like they have this whole they have this whole notion uh going on they were monopolizing everything and once they basically conquer they don't bet on anybody actually coming upon them and actually doing anything about it. But once all these different tribes come together mm. under Israel again, mm. what they, I mean, it's nothing for us to basically go and do a collateral, uh, do collateral damage on them in the form of bonding these folks and then their property becoming ours. It would be only right anyway since they stole it from everybody else. Wow. We lawfully take it back from them. So yeah. I'm just, you know, I think about that all the time. I was just like, boy... They should have never, I, I want to say this, but they should have never gave no Negro no law, boy, because I'm telling you, it's like, you're ugly. <laughs> the law is a, it's a, it's a beautiful and ugly thing at the same time, but I'm telling you, it's beautiful when you know 
what you can do with it if you use it correctly. But these people need to be stopped, man, because these folks are nothing but freaking savages. They they expected us to be savages by Ooh. basically uh, using religion to bring out that savagery in us. But what they think, what they didn't figure out is that we know. A, we knew a religion, which isn't actually a religion, that deals specifically in law, mm-hmm. and now we're using that. But they better hope they don't. They better hope that in this lifetime, that not in this lifetime, and even if it ain't in this lifetime, it's going. Our kids are going to do us justice because we're going to teach our kids this stuff, and they're going to basically do what we couldn't. But I pray in this lifetime it happens. We gonna put these people underneath the freaking jail, man. <laughs> they deserve it. They need to yeah. be bonded. You can never contract ever again. You are not allowed to hold and coin money ever again. Mm. You are not allowed to do anything that is productive towards commerce ever again because you don't. Res- they don't respect it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They do not respect. First of all, you can't even tell me that you respect commerce because you don't even respect God. <laughs> and what I mean is you don't even respect nature, so you definitely can't respect commerce. Exactly. Like it was the it. You can't tell me that. Oh well, I respect nature, and then go around and just trap people in these uh, mortgages and then basically securitize them. And it's like, oh, well, they have free will. It's like, okay, but you know what you're doing. You know it's fraud. You don't respect. You don't respect anybody outside of yourself, and that's that. That's that's where the problem comes in. They take usury to a whole nother different level. I I just saying with all of that, they can't. They're not respective of commerce. They should, it's like it's like a sorcery. Mm-hmm. They don't respect it. They use commerce in the form of sorcery. And because they do not respect commerce, I really feel like they shouldn't be allowed to practice it. That's the, just the way I feel because there's no way they can tell me that they have a they, they have a fundamental understanding of God and then basically do everything that goes against nature. But it's commerce. No. Mm-hmm. Commerce is its own entity. What y'all doing is not even natural, man. Take it to a new level. They just take it to a whole nother new level, man. That's just, that's savagery. It's nothing natural about it. That's just pure savagery. And they're going to get you know, what they, get what they know, want. And, and I agree with you, but, you know, my issue is, and, and more so now than ever, is that the people have to, you know, take take note of that and stand up. Uh give you an example. you got people that have worked in factories, uh, for instance, like Ford. Now, you know, it's been like 10 to 11, 12 years. They haven't gotten a raise. I mean, these companies are coming in and, you know, they're destroying the unions and they're coming in and saying, hey, you know, you're you're not going to get a raise or you're not going to get a sick day off. You're not going to get this. So, you know, if, if the people are continually allowing, you know, them to take, 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 we have to stand up, you know. Then mm-hmm. we have to stand up. I mean, that's just simple as that. If you keep letting them take and take, they're going to take and take, and you know, until they can't take mm-hmm. no more. Yes, ma'am. You know, and, we have and, to stand up. Mm-hmm. And and I I think uh, what actually has to happen is that you know people have to understand what what taking back is. Mm-hmm. More than less, they need to understand. Look, somebody just somebody actually posted it. That's crazy. Um, there, a lot of people have to understand how you do that. 
because a lot of people assume that when you say you take, you take, go ahead and take what's yours, they're thinking, oh, well, we only know how to basically just take it by uh, just going in and just, you know, ransacking somebody. But, it's, you know, it's other ways outside of doing that because you don't see it necessarily. They don't just go in and actually take it. First thing, they have an affidavit in their hand, and then they'll go and take it, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I get that. Now, 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 I'll give that. I'll give them that. They'll have an affidavit in their hand and pull a gun in the other. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, it's they, these folks are walking around here talking about they're practicing commerce. Yeah, they're practicing commerce, but they're practicing in the form of sorcery because that's just what they're doing is it's not conducive to anybody else but themselves i mean it's nothing wrong with you know it's nothing wrong with you know doing for yourself and and preserving you know practicing self-preservation but gee whiz i mean when you got the lie cheating still to do it something ain't right so you know but that's enough on that man uh, is, is there anybody else who has anything that they want to put on the table for this evening as far as topics? Because I honestly don't know who else is on the call. I didn't even check to see. Ow. Check to see uh, who's on the call. Guest 10, South Texas and Mid-Southeast Texas, you and I. It's okay. Well, if, if anybody wants to basically go and speak, uh, go forward and speak, that'll be uh, that'll be uh, Okay. Okay. It's 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 going to be all right though. It's going to be all right. Yeah, it's you know, going to be all it, right. You know, the sun shines. Just you know, it rains a lot, but then you know, sooner or later, that sun is going to shine. You know, and, and it's a process. Everything is a process. It's a protocol we have to go through, and and we are the basis, you know, to getting this thing rolling and on its way for the future children. You know, and I I I think that you know the um the I think at the end of the day we're going to overcome you know um yes, we're going to overcome to the point where you know we'll be cognizant and we won't fall into that same mentality of being like they are like what happened back a long time ago we have to be a new creature you know inwardly yeah. and outwardly, outwardly so um what we're doing and how you know you 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 I have to commend you because you're very resourceful and you're you're always and, and you're giving this information and we're talking about it all of us are talking about it you, you know if we can just touch one life you know out of one come many just one life you know we're going to be all right it's going to manifest and it's coming mm-hmm. sooner like you said so rapidly now are we going to be prepared you see yeah. That's where we focus now. We've we've acknowledged all of the evil and corrupt ways that they have, all the evil and corrupt ways of our people. Now we have to acknowledge that, you know, there's a greater thing going on and that it it's a it's a it's a proof and a point up to the exam, to the to to the reality that we have a creator that does not lie. He put things in place for us to follow to be able to get to the that utopia that we truly do deserve and truly have had it one time and i see it's going to come it's going to come you know it's just it's going to come the sisters are starting to get back into natural products and things the brothers are starting to be more with the families and you know even out in the world you know what i'm saying yeah, you know no. and, and we have to always remember and i'm gonna be through with it we have to always remember 
what we read, what we see on the media, it's just it's their vision they're telling us, and it's not necessarily yeah. the true vision. And you know, and if it, and you take what you see, and you automatically realize that there's a all the evil they show in bad. There's a lot of good. They're not showing all that. You know what I'm saying? And yes, the scales are unbalanced right now. So once we come forth with the you know the right state of mind, the status, and and the uh, ability to conduct ourselves in commerce and in business out here in the world, you know, we have a tendency to follow each other. So, you know, yes, <laughs> we will have those followers follow us. And with that, I yield. Thank, praise the Lord for that, man. You definitely need that encouragement. Like, as a nation, we definitely need that because it can, again, it does get overwhelming to basically see, you know, the ways of people sometimes. And it could just be like, well, how can you, like, this is, you know, but then at the end of the day, I, I, I have to remember that their religion actually is just capitalism. You know, they're just basically enforcing what they, you know, capitalism is. They they believe that what they're doing is justified under capitalism because that's the religion that they practice. But right. speaking, of, speaking of capitalism, I just thought this was pretty interesting. I'm reading this article somebody posted on Central, Centric TV. They're saying that a feminist group is seeking to get Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill. Mm. Now the the interesting part of that about that is that would be interesting because mm. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King going there as well, mm. but the problem with African Americans again is that they do not understand the concept of status and they don't understand that we as a people do not have the right under this jurisdiction to print coin money. Mm. So why don't we have the right to do it? Because our status, and and they, this is what the same look. This is the same thing they'll they'll try to impose uh, on the general public about you know a black man as a president or a black man in the seat of governor and all this other different stuff. Well, I mean these folks have statuses outside of their position because the position can be filled by anybody. Understand what I'm saying? But along with these positions, these folks just have statuses, even though they may have a little bit more privileges, but at the end of the day, these people still looking at what class you come from, your your state of mind, condition, and basically they use that because they don't mind telling you. I read this one. I remember I was in African-American studies one time, and then this lady, she was like, no, we reading this article about how this man, this is Caucasoid, he let his slave go, and... Uh, the name of the, I think the, the I think the name of the poem is you're still a quote unquote you're still a nigger, and he was freeing he was freeing his slave, and he was letting the slave know that wherever you go I can't remember it verbatimly but the gist of the whole poem was no matter what you do no matter where you go no matter how you get you're still a nigger okay mm-hmm. it was like he was trying to basically uh, indoctrinate him, you know, get him to accept this indoctrination so that he can basically know his place in society. You're still a nigger. And then, and then it goes, you know, it still goes back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago where our people just don't understand their, they don't understand their status. I'm not saying that they should basically accept the fact that they are niggers because our people were never 
that we were never we were never niggers. You know, we were we were bred into being savages because we had to learn how to adapt in this society that pretty much was set up a certain way. But you know, now that situation don't look that way so much because now we got the tools to do what we need to do and they still don't want to do it. But at the end of the day, every place that we are, we still have a status attached to us. You can see it when you go and swipe your bank card and you can see it when you go and use your social security number or your driver's license. You still have a status and everybody recognizes that. They also recognize it enough to say, we don't care what you're talking about. We're not placing Harriet Tubman and Rosa Parks on a dollar bill. That just ain't going to flow too much with us. Because we, we know who they are, and we know who we are, and we know who runs this country. Yeah. It ain't going to look too good for us to basically walk around here with black faces on money. Because that's just not who we are. That's just like saying... Well, I'll come out and tell the general public that Jesus is really black, which they they ain't going to come and do that. We got to read that ourselves. Right. So, no, they're not going to do that. I mean, I, it would be great. Hell, when we get our money, you know, we can place, you know, we can put some colored people on some jars of jelly or something like that. I mean, we could do stuff like that. But <laughs> I wouldn't invest in trying to put no black face on the American dollar because they already screwing us over anyway. To put right. a black face on the American dollar is just another sign of them selling us over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I don't want to see no black faces fooling around. On the, I really feel guilty then. Well, you, you know what you, <laughs> what you just said uh, down there, South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina was one of and probably the only ones that actually tagged their slaves, you know, with them badges. And the badges, they've got some circulating around, and one badge could run $26,000. You know, go look that up, Charleston badges of slaves. I mean, they, what you said making money off of them slaves. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know they gave them that. No, yeah, they were they giving a, them badges. They actually hung around their neck, and they have some of them artifacts of those badges. Some people, you know, those who do a lot of trading and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, they found some, you know, they got some badges. One I seen had uh, ran $26,000. I said, wow, they're still making money off of the slaves. <laughs> you got to be yeah. kidding me, and, right? And Charleston, yeah, they're the, they were the state that initiated that. The other states wouldn't adopt it. They didn't want that. They just gave them papers. But South Carolina, Charleston, yes, mm-hmm, badges. And they're still making money. Yeah. Boy, boy, oh, boy. When I say this country, <laughs> what was it? We, uh, Brother Robert, uh, we did a show a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about, uh, I forgot what we were talking about. I think we were talking about uh, for, uh I forgot. I know it was something. the 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 theme of it was just based. I can't remember. The content of it was basically about uh, people uh, uh, preacher pimping and all this other different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't help but think that these people who have invested so much money and you know, setting all these programs up uh, to, you know, so-called help uh, the the uh, answer the black question, quote unquote. 
uh, is the same ones who are basically using this to their advantage to make more money off of uh, our people. I, I, and I say that in regards to looking at the fact that, like you said, they're still making money mm-hmm. off of our ancestors. They're still making money off of us. <laughs> it's just, yeah, man. We, oh, that's what it was. Brother Robert read a definition of the word blood. And in yeah, the definition, uh-huh. yeah, and he said that another definition for the black uh, for the uh, word blood was a black man. And I was just thinking myself because I know that usually when black folks, well, so called black folks do talk, we refer to we use the word blood to uh, <laughs> in terms of you know that's my family, you know that's my that's my you know my brother, that's my sister or my cousin or you know whoever. But then I just thought about it like. We are the blood of this country. We are basically the fuel that keeps this country running. And priests said it time and time again. If we were to pull out of this government today, we did a mass exodus today or tomorrow, in 24 hours, this woman would die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There will be no life in her. Nope. We are the blood of this country. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they know it. They know it. That's why they funnel all of this money through these through the Democratic Party and setting up all these other institutions to give and give it, or maybe make it like they're giving, even though, you know, our brothers and sisters are accepting because they're put in a situation where they, they, they could accept because they don't feel like there's any other way out. Man, these brothers and sisters start reading these books and practicing real estate and leaving these churches, quote unquote. Boy, oh these these caucus boys will lose their mind. Mm. Hell, they might they might commit suicide. They don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm they serious, will. man. The black folks put the whole world on the hostage. <laughs> oh my God, man, these. <laughs> These folks can lose their mind and be like, oh, my God, do you know we're losing money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pretty think, much. I think are at that stage now, brother, because a lot of people are going getting disability, and a lot of them are just not able to work. And, you know, I, I think they're at that stage now because that debt's got to be paid. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they right. a lot of programs and things and trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip. <laughs> Lord. You know, all our men are locked up during there, and you know the little that they do for no money or little money. That's not that's not cutting it. You know, I mean the stock yeah. exchange is is going bazooka. It's going bazooka. Yeah, and it, what I what I also kept worrying about so much though when I looked at America is you know they still be trying to borrow money, uh, but I know that you know. Who, who the person who's controlling most of the money is the international bankers, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking, even the international bankers looking like, nah, we we running it. Y'all got to basically fund y'all own operations. So <laughs> get it from you. Better get it how you live. Right. They pimping right. these black folks and these churches and these programs, and then they basically using the Republican Party to make the laws and making the Democrats the ones who basically try to oppose it so that they can put out their programs so that they can also enslave the black. It's like it's a, it's a, it's like watching these people play Russian roulette, and at the end of the day, what it boils down to is. Got to get out. Like, we got to get out from one of these people, man. They, 
These people ain't nothing but the freaking boogeyman. Well, they just ain't nothing but they ain't nothing but a they ain't nothing but a sheet over a broomstick. Like it's just nothing now, man. It is nothing really to fear anymore. I just really like they hate our ways because we do got some real jacked up ways. I hate their ways. These yeah. folks are so criminal. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. it's nine forty nine. I I don't know who else is who else is on the line. If there's anybody else who wants to um who wants to drop some you know topics on the floor, uh, free you be free to speak. Uh, if not, uh, at ten o'clock I'll basically conclude this week's um uh, uh fellowship line, and then we'll basically we'll be on next week. Next week we'll be doing the uh hopefully you know um if everything goes well with Brother Priest and his uh circumstances. We'll be basically back um, on track for uh, uh, basically doing this mock purchase. Um, yeah, but uh, I just basically give anybody any opportunity to uh, to put anything on the floor for us this evening. Shalom, this is Brother Matthew. Okay, go ahead. Shalom, brother. Shalom. Everybody, get a pen together. Because I got some information that I'm, I'd like y'all to write down. I got information. I got it in my hand. <laughs> okay. I see. Last, I like hearing that. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Last night I was up late, and I found uh, this uh, dude talking on YouTube, uh-huh. and his name is uh, Duncan Weirman. It's D U N C A N. Last name Weirman. W I E. R M A N, and he talks about uh, how to get an unsecured line of credit to fund your business. Okay, that's how to fund an unsecured line of credit to fund your business. You can find that on YouTube. Okay, and uh, his company's called Aurelian. That's A-U-R-E-L-I-A-N, Unsecured Loans. Now, you can find it on YouTube. It's a 30, he talks like for 30 minutes, and he's explaining that uh, his company used to, uh, well, he used to be with Wall Street and all the big wigs that, that give out loans and stuff. And he felt bad about, you know, how they were doing everybody, and he figured out a way where he can help out people uh, small business companies and everything, and people trying to get loans without having to uh, lose their homes and uh, going through foreclosures or losing basically their shirts on their back. So he explains uh, that uh, his company that he's got now, he's got him some big wig investors, and uh, he'll damn near take anybody for an unsecured loan, but they their credit score has to be up to like a 700. And uh, when he gives you the uh, the line of credit, it's for as long as you need it. You don't have to pay it back right away. Mm. What you do, you just pay on the interest and just keep it going. Pay the monthly uh, thing, but you don't have to pay the whole thing off. And so he says also with that program, uh, even if you don't have a 700 credit score, you can come in with a, a cosigner. And if they got a 700 or above, then y'all can go into business together and do what y'all need to do. But he says you don't have to pay the whole thing back right off. 
you can always use the money that you put into it to fund something else. Or if you're damn near or halfway done with paying them off, you can extend that line of credit. So I thought that was a good thing to check out because since, you know, we have a, a lot of people together. Oh, and he also loans five th- um, 50000 to 150000 It's according to what you're doing. But uh, he wants to help out uh, people who are, you know, investing in homes and starting their own business, startups, you know, because he was saying that uh, the corporations are taking over all the mom and pops and they don't have a way to uh, get the credit and stuff they need because they don't have a lot of credit. <laughs> okay, so, so this guy, so what he, he, he's basically a broker. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can say that. Okay. So, okay, this is really good, and and the reason why I said this is, uh, I I think this is, uh, I think this is uh, good because of the simple fact that you know we're right now we're in the position where we're learning real estate and we're you know um, also even though this is a mock you know a mock purchase we yeah. still in reality have to basically. Uh, find secured funds for a lot of our real purchases coming up really soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and, and 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 you know money shouldn't really be an issue once we basically execute it the way that we should because we understand uh, uh, property equity and uh, what we can do with that. And it'd be nothing to basically borrow the loan and then pay it back. Um, even if it's a, it's a even though you know if you can you know. Uh, as long as you negotiate the terms and conditions properly, you shouldn't have, it, you know, you shouldn't have a, a problem. I think it is a good idea. Um, I look into it when I uh, get off the line. I think that's going to be uh, pretty interesting. As a matter of fact, to be truthfully honest with you, I think I may have heard something like this on um, one of the audios that we basically had to do um for uh homework and uh the guy was basically talking about unsecured loans but i couldn't remember exactly per se what he was referring to i could have to go back in my notes but it did come up and i was just thinking myself unsecured loan that sound like almost kind of like a almost kind of like a grant in a way mm-hmm. but um yeah you know but uh, uh I, you know, I've heard of the guy before, and I tell you what you can do. It's always best to search these people out, too, you know, do your cross-referencing. And I I go to um, real estate information marketing scams exposed and, you know, see what they say about different people. It's called real estate information, you know, scams exposed. And then you can see, you know, if he's on that list. And also the uh, government, um, they have a... Uh, uh, official site too that you can go to, and you know okay. they're just bringing people down. A lot of doctors and stuff are fraud for Medicare and all that. You know, oh, because wow. it's, it's a lot of times when it sounds too good to be true. <laughs> it really, you know? it really, really is. When do, when do they have our best interest in mind? I mean, they could tell us, you know, and I'm not knocking this guy. I have read a few things about him in the past because I've looked up quite a few of them. But, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they are good snake oil salesmen. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if his heart really has changed to that point, that would be a good thing. But us as a nation, wouldn't it be more uh, beneficial to kind of put our money together or put our heads together and create our own agents and stuff instead of still commercing through them right now. 
Yeah. You know, uh, the further right. I stay away from them, the better off I could be if I could get with my uh, brothers. Amen. Amen. That second, you ain't never know. <laughs> because I mean, I just, I just, I don't really trust none of them at this particular point. You know, yeah. they're good at what they do. And yeah, so, they're uh, very good at what they do. Yeah, so look up, and if he's on that, or just just kind of cross-reference, you know, because, you know, <laughs> I mean, they can say, hey, you know, I'm, I've, I, in other words, he's telling the people, this guy, uh, he's saying, you know, I've reformed myself, and, you know, uh, you know, I want to do the right thing, but if you're talking about all this money that he's lending out and getting back, uh, and he's, he hasn't went through that ego uh, 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 checklist, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be mm-hmm. something to fix, you know? Yeah. But I, I agree with you that. Yeah, I'm gonna check him out too. Uh, but yeah. you know, as Ema said, and, and and we definitely have to understand the situation that we're basically talking about right now. It's just a, uh, uh, I guess you can say the practice of balance because you mm-hmm. just don't want to go and just do something. You don't want to dive head first in something and then you regret it because it didn't turn out the way that you would think it would ter- uh, turn out. So it doesn't help to uh, it, it does help to do your own investigation. It would be no different than doing appraisal because you want to make sure that you're 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 investing in something that's going to be beneficial and conducive to what it is you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that this is a very good. I like to think this is something good. Yeah, yeah. But um, you well, know, but, but you, what did the brother say? What, what was he a part of? Stock or something? You said. Yeah, I forgot. What did he say? Uh, I think he was a, a broker or an investor. Oh, okay. So he's been out there a long time. So he knows the the the, the you know the ups and downs and the ins and outs, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I figured he was a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured he was a broker because of the simple fact that he's looking to help. Uh, from what I, from what I gather, it just looked like he was helping people find money, mm-hmm. you know. So hey, I mean, he want to be a go between to make sure that you know. Let's just make sure this little broker is legit because we don't right, want, right, you know be right. scammed by no broker, you right. know. <laughs> right, and, so, and then a lot of people don't read their contracts or understand contracts, so yeah, you know. And he he's probably aware of that, you know, being up there in that that arena. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, us learning about real estate and for what I'm learning, Brother Priest is revealing, I mean, what he's doing, we can do. That's right. You know, I mean, it's I'm, I'm be pretty yeah, he brought it to us to go on this one to get, you know, fiber or freelance or stuff and start putting your own talents out there, accumulating money, you know, you know, getting it together. I mean, my goal is to be, you know, where, you know, I can be a participant and learn these things and do this myself, you know, because we can. You know, mm-hmm. we really can. And uh, just, you know, it's just. But, Brother uh, Cedric, I want to know, how do you post on the university, like if you want to put an article, where do you go at on the university? Um, well, like I, I always go to the site blogs. Um, okay, that's site, what I, okay, you're putting it in your blog. Yeah, I'm just putting it in the site blogs. Uh, you know, that's the only place I know to uh, post all of the stuff at. That's why okay, I've it been says posting. site blog? Yeah, site blog. You know okay. where you always post your uh, poems and stuff like Yeah, yeah okay, always, okay. Yeah, I always post it there. Um, okay. It's more convenient anyway, and it basically keeps every any wandering eyes who may not be in the nation from actually just right. you right. know. So that that's the only place I felt was secure enough to do it. 
Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. But, but thanks to Brother Matthew for that information. I will do a little bit more research on it. Uh, but I, oh. I, I think we can, we can, we can do that ourselves. You know, I mean, and, you know, we get a couple of little properties and, and get them, and, you know, disperse of them or whatever, and have that little money. Then, you know, we we can do that for our brothers and sisters, even the ones outside of the nation. Yes, well, you know. Also, um, I, I think I meant to post. I think I meant to, meant to mention this because I know that we're starting to get ourselves involved in this whole real estate thing. That in the university there is a. Uh, posting of a program um where uh that I had posted a month probably a month ago talking about uh purchasing properties for a dollar but it's it's way more to it uh like you have to basically move into the property at, uh for a certain amount of time and certain amount of years and all this other different stuff and all this blah 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 um some and and most of the properties that they have are for auction if I'm not mistaken uh, it's it's no different than the um, what is this job called the the building Detroit uh, site. It's kind of like that. Um, I, I it's been a while since I actually looked at it, so I can't necessarily go into detail per se. But whenever you guys get uh, uh, get a chance, go on the site blogs and stroll down. You'll see a link in there. It's a real short link, and click on it, and um, you guys can basically. Uh, make your own uh, notions as to what you guys would do about that. I posted that. I meant to bring it to the forefront, but I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's there. You know, anything to just, you know, get our minds thinking in terms of how we can basically make, uh, how we can basically, uh, we can capitalize the same way that these folks are capitalizing off this stuff, because they are doing well with, you know the, you know the knowledge they know in commerce in terms of real estate. So any avenue that they you know may have invested in, we take it and we can invest in it for ourselves and build ourselves, build our nation. So, right. hey, yeah, that's what it's all about. That that's that that's that change of status when you you know you get in your head and your mind and your heart that that's right. we're gonna do that. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know we're gonna so, do that. We could be that 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 person that does those unsecure, you know, loans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that. yes, brother, and I meant to say again, thank you, brother Toda, for that um, mm-hmm. that bit of information. Hopefully, uh, when the other brothers and sisters come on next week for class, we'll, uh, if, you're, if you're on, brother, you can basically pose that site to them again, because I think it would be beneficial they go and look at it, just to see, uh-huh. you know, what it is that, you know, the man is basically talking and what he's offering. Right. Because there may be some benefit, and we can all probably use it at some point in time. That's right. So um, um, I say thank you again. Um, it is now four minutes after the hour. Is there any more topics that anybody just wants to put on the table this evening? There's a whole lot, but we, you know, it will be another two hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, anybody, I mean, you guys can put anything on the table. I mean, we could be here. You know, I just want to make sure that everybody, you know, wants to basically put, you know, be heard, if you will. Because I know there were people on here earlier that didn't even speak. I not, you know, I didn't know if they were going to still here or not. They were ba- basically listening and, and, and uh, 
you know, they'll speak up when they want. A lot of times they listen to you, brother, and you are a wealth of information. And, of course, the others, you know, one speaking, such as Andrew and I, you know, we we pretty well are into, you know, doing a lot of research. And there's a lot of things you say I haven't heard and vice versa. So it, it's amazing. It's a lot to consume. <laughs> No lie. I mean, but it's the same thing across the board. I mean, I guess that's with everybody because a lot yeah. of times when you guys are bringing up stuff, I I didn't even think to go and look that up. It's just kind of like, oh, darn, all the information I've been looking, I didn't go and look at that, you know, or when did that happen, you know. So that just, that's just the way it is. Everybody's going to, you know, we all have different viewpoints and we all want to see different things, you know, in our in our lifetime, and we can share all of those things. I mean, we're brothers and, you know, we're brothers and sisters and, and uncles and mothers and fathers. We're a unit, you know, and that's how it should have been from day one, you know, out even in and outside of the nation, but, you know. Are you guys on the radio? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, the one thing I know for a simple fact is when the radio station actually comes out, because I actually, are you talking about the one that Brother Priest had introduced to us, www.ssr? Mm-hmm, the one he's talking about launching. I, well, I was listening to that one night, and I couldn't stop listening to oh, it because man. they were playing all kinds of old songs I hadn't heard in, like, years. I'm young, but I listen to a lot of old music, and I was just like, hold on, man, I got to stop. I, I got off Facebook just to basically listen to it because I was just like, well, I wonder what else is going to come on because you can't really see the playlist. But you can only just hear the music. Uh-huh. I was just like, man, I okay. So I went to bed listening to the site, but the way that my phone is set up, it goes in the, 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 um, the, the website uh, it goes in and out. Like the, the, the radio uh, on that uh, website, it goes in and out. Not the website, but the radio. It right. goes in and out, so sometimes it's hard to, like, really get on there and listen to it. But when I did, I was just like, boy, now you got real music on the radio again. You got to yep. listen to I Don't I don't F With You and Booty Poppin' This and F You That and You right. Ain't Know Me. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no finesse mm-hmm. in any of those, those, uh, that that music no more like that that music is the music they got out now is garbage. Yeah, I know. So, just, have you heard? You know, how's the status? Have you heard anything on the status of uh, Bobby Brown? The you know the. Oh well, I mean, from the last time I heard, man, they got a they got a TV show coming out. The Family has a TV show still, coming out. Still on the machine. Oh well, I know. I, well, from what I can understand, the daughter is still on the machine, but now the Family basically has a TV show coming out. Oh my goodness! Yeah, really though, in the middle, in the middle Hmm. of your daughter's uh, deathbed, you are going to do a TV show. Wow! What is wrong with y'all folks? Like y'all have, they have no freaking, they have no conscience at all. Wow! You sitting there trying to figure out whether or not your daughter is going to live or die. You got the audacity to sign a contract for a reality TV show. You Did you not see what it did to your wife? Wow. It destroyed her. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, like these folks, like, they have a very, they, 
They, they just up. don't get it. Yeah, they caught up, man. They don't get it. Like, these people, this government don't care about them. And you're going to let them into your household, into your personal business. All they're going to do is use that against you. <laughs> man, they can't think, like, you would think black folks would have figured it out by now. Like, they still just keep on... Still, just keep on doing the electric slide with these with these monsters because they love them so much. It's crazy. Wow. Oh, uh, so um, what was it? There, they released the documentary uh, about the Scientology. Mm-hmm. Did anybody hear about that? Uh, the Scientology. Yeah, they released a documentary exposing Scientology on HBO. I didn't see. It. I don't have HBO. They released it, and um, they wrote an article about uh, Tom Cruise and, um, you know, because he's like the face, he's the poster child for Scientology now. Uh-huh. And uh, John Travolta, who I didn't even know was a Scientologist. Yeah. And, and they basically wanted to basically call John Travolta and Tom Cruise forward because they wanted to know well, why is it that you guys are not speaking out against your church after you've heard from numerous and numbers of celebrities coming forth with all these horror stories about the way that these people were treated inside of this institution? And they they never respond. I mean, they were basically revealing how the uh, how the religion basically promotes the. Uh, I guess you can say they they basically use their platform to basically pull in mainly celebrities. Wow. And yeah, like most they, like they really mostly want celebrities because they know they got the money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, there were a lot of people were basically speculating that uh, Tom Cruise doesn't want to leave because they got so much dirt on him. But then someone also said that. Well, that doesn't make sense because I mean, with him being with him being in the religion so long, he got more dirt on them. I mean, they both got dirt on each other. I mean, they snitch on him, he can snitch on them, and it would be an all out, you know, uh, a all out mess. But someone was basically talking about how you know they would make these people work like these long hours for little, like slave labor like slave labor and give them slave wages. And then it would give them this hocus-pocus story uh, 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 about the origins of the world and all this other different stuff. I say, well, look, if you got all that money and you claim you're so smart, but you allow yourself to be so blind and be indoctrinated by fools, hell, you deserve to be in there because there's no way I would basically go into something that teaches me you know, they try to have type of mind control like that. I mean, that's the same thing. With, I mean, you might as well have just been a, a, a full-on Christian. I mean, because all Scientology is is Christian science anyway. You just, just, just start with Christianity. You would have been fine. I mean, but um, they're basically saying, you know, I mean, what I believe, honestly, it's just a money thing. They don't only They only want to keep these celebrities in there because they're, the, the celebrities are bringing money to the religion and keeping them, you know, keeping their little government and community up. Mm. Tom Cruise, he's just an idiot. He, he just, they give him movies, they, they give him, they give him ego. He love it. 
you know, let him stay there. If you won't be a fool, he got to live with it for the rest of his life. But, I mean, honestly, I've been hearing a lot of crazy stuff about Scientology, man, and God bless them if they, you know, if if they want to get out. They want to stay in? Hell, let them. I mean, they don't the want they got to live and suffer with that. We at this particular point have already decided that Christianity just ain't for us, and we can't continue to condone it, at least most of us anyway, but yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Um, it's been around for a while, too, hasn't it? It's like Scientology. How long has it been around? I mean, I I only just learned about Scientology, like, back in, like, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. For a while. Yeah. I think it's been out since the late 80s. 80s, late 80s. I figured it was Good Lord. Out. Mm-hmm. And they still telling the same lies? Like, <laughs> God, how they managed to pull that one off? I mean, I heard, I actually read a little bit of the 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 little nonsense that they had. And I was just like, I might as well just, I mean, you might as well just invest in creating a religion out of E.T. watching or something. Like, like, the, like just basically turn uh, the E.T. movie into a religion because that's exactly what, exactly what that movie sounds like. They got, like they got who? They got that also. The Aurelians. Wow. The Aurelians or whatever they call mm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it just don't get no better than that, man. Gee, well, no, it actually does. It's, it folks are just delusional. When does it stop? When does it end? Like, fuck. It's got to stop, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, gotta those stop, people, man. those people claim that they be contacted by uh, white alien life forms from another planet. <laughs> They're from Orion's belt somewhere. Uh-huh. Listen, tall, giant, white people. Wow, boy. Like, wow. With, with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. it all better. So I, I guess they're looking at the Palladians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Palladians and the Aurelians or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You can't do nothing but just be amazed at how religion can uh, the the proper enforce the, the the improper enforcement of religion can really damage the psychology of a human being. Cause I'm telling you, you had told me some mess like that. I'd have looked at you like, well, where do you get your crack from? Like, what do they lace your crack with? Cause I mean, I'm honestly like. I'm all out of ideas of what else you could possibly be on. You can't be nothing on. You can't be nothing on anything else but crack, a different form of crack. Because you can't get me to believe something like that. But I guess you know, a lot of these, you know, the Europeans, you know, a lot of their culture is full with myths and uh, uh, theories and ideologies, and they invest in all of these things, and you know. They get so rooted in these things till they start coming up with all these different, you know, old, old idol worship and stuff. And I mean, it's the same thing you see with what the uh, this 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 new idea that a lot of our brothers and sisters have started who aren't in the nation. They started to develop with this whole Hebrew thing. Like I've seen a lot of, and I made a mention of this. Uh, several times where a lot of these brothers and sisters who are out here are getting involved in a lot of this African uh, culture, 
are starting to think that the Israelites uh, uh, practice and worship a lot of these other gods that were out which, yeah, they did, but they did that within the uh, jurisdiction of someone else. It's not like they did that in their own kingdom. And, and when they did that, that was because outside influences were coming into their kingdom with that. Mm-hmm. Especially when you had money, you know, it's easy to basically let someone be convinced by something when there's money involved. If it's lucrative and 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 building wealth or riches, yeah, that's that's possible. But a lot of brothers and sisters are basically saying now, oh, with Israelite, they were Kushites, and oh, they worship these gods. Oh, they's the the, the Kushites or the Israelites of the Bible. And here's the conclusion I came to that, because I know Brother Priest had basically said that, yeah, the Kushites did practice Hebrew uh, at one particular time. But what they failed to realize is that that empire had failed. It's the same thing you see with the Jophetic Empire today, the Europeans. They, they have managed to basically supplant the whole earth, which is the same thing Nimrod did in his time. Nimrod, basically, he colonized what they call Babylon today. Canaan sat right there at the brink of, he, he sat, they sat right there at the breach where Palestine is. Then you got Egypt, and you got what they call today as Africa. That used to be Libya. Mm. That empire, basically, it pretty much it ceased. The only place that, that was pretty much, you know, uh, still, like, flowing with, you know, uh, Kushite influence was Egypt. And I don't even know if Egypt on the whole was run by Kushites, but I can tell you that that was, you know, that was pretty much their last stronghold. It is, they have no more influence. That died. And now they're tying these Kushite ideologies into what the, who the Israelites are and basically saying, no, this isn't they, the Israelites for Kushites and their Hamites and all this other different stuff. I say, wow. So this is what religion does to someone who does not know commerce, who don't know how to properly put this stuff into, who doesn't know how to properly put this stuff into place. For example, uh, uh, there are people out there who are basically using the 42 uh, confessions of my yacht to basically uh, uh, put in their, like, little aboriginal constitution. I've seen this. And so it's kind of funny now. It's like, so you guys are definitely convinced that Israelites are Kushites or they're Canaanites. Mm. Like, they're, like, that that empire, that, that bloodline dynasty, that, that basically, it was uprooted. There is, like, they have no more influence. And the only way they ever really became uh, relevant again is when the Europeans basically started studying Egyptology and digging up all these old different myths about what these people actually did. But it's crazy, man. This government done set all of these religions in place to make sure these people stay asleep. Yeah, exactly. And especially with Scientology. Say it again, sister. I said thank you for seeing it now. <laughs> yeah. That well, I mean, the that illusion gotta break. Yeah. If the people wanna be saved, like this stuff is destroying the people. 
the black folks, they wasn't already damaged. You give them religion. Now they, they digging up old gods and basically saying, we don't want to serve the white man gods. We're going to serve the black people gods. Is it that any better? Because, I mean, they still got images made in stone and wood, too. Mm-hmm. How did that help anything? Like, that didn't help anything because you still have this same concept, except it's not Jesus anymore. Right. It's a set. It's Osiris. It's 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 Hercules or, or whoever the guy name is in Egypt. They got all these different uh, Egyptian, what they call African gods. Like you move from one slave, one form of slavery to another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, oh man, okay. Well, congratulations. You Run woke up to another nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So all good. But- that's how we do. We, you know, we we run from one from pillar to post. You know, trying to find our way. You know, wow. and then I I think the best example too. Again, like like I said, is you know once we do what we gotta do, they're gonna see that example, want to live by that example themselves. Yeah, you know? that's what it's gonna take. Yeah, that's true. They just gotta be able to see it, and I guess you know since they only see one person basically doing it, they feel like, but they see the they see the the you know, the European uh, Jewish people doing it, they're like, well, that's their, you know, that's the, you know, that's where they're doing it. And anybody else that's, you know, trying to do it under them, you know, they're just copycats, you know, because they think that they're the only ones being that they were successful in doing it. They're the only ones who can do it. Right. Well, that's just wrong. I mean, you got to remember, you don't know. Y'all made, reset this whole system up. So, got to get out of that mind of thinking. They don't. They just. They just patent it. They ain't invented it. You know. So. No, I'm just. Hey, I'm being honest. What you say? They was just what? I say they just patent it. They didn't invent it. Right. <laughs> so. They good at you know, that. They 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 good at that. They they didn't invent anything. They just patent the ideas. We are the ones who invented it, and we need to be the ones who enforce it. Mm. And the rest of the world is really just waiting on us to enforce it, but. On that note, um, yeah. Uh, is, is there any other topics anybody uh, want to put on the floor? No, we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, I figured that much. Well, um, if there is anybody else that wants to come forward, again, because I don't know who else is on the line, um, we will... Uh, adjourn at 1024. It's 1024 now. Um, please uh, remember, brothers and sisters, if you weren't online before, please uh, extend your prayers to Brother Priest and his family and any other brothers. Uh, oh, especially uh, you, Brother Matthew, because I know that yeah. you were going through your, uh, your, you know, your situation with your family members as well. We'll definitely keep you in our prayers, and we do give you our condolences. Because yeah. um, we definitely, our brothers and sisters, you know, know that we're there. Like we're, we are a, we are a, a unit now. You know, mm-hmm. so please keep these brothers, family in your prayers. And I will see you here next week. Classes will resume next week for real estate uh, investment program. And um, love you and shalom. 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 Shalom, brothers, and shalom, Ima.
And shalom to any other brothers and sisters that may have been on, and we couldn't hear you. Shalom to you guys, too. Love you all. Thank you. Love you all.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.